Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Saturday, June 15th. This is episode 90, and it's our E3 extravaganza. Wow, that makes it sound exciting. I know. Being the E3 extravaganza, would that make it an E4? E cubed. What if you multiplied E times E times E? What do you get? An engineer. Maybe. Or a physicist. I don't like engineers. Why? They have no common sense. Mm. You would think. You would think that if you're going to drain 1.25 million gallons of water that has solids in it, you would think to put more than two 8-inch drains inside that entire tank and maybe slope something to one of the drains. You would think. That's too hard for engineers. They're just too dumb. Mm. So, But to the important stuff, because I can rant about engineers forever, it's E3. It's me, Tony. It's you, Dennis. That's right. I'm Dennis. Is it just us? It's just us. Oh, that's a change. We 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 have we have a live studio audience. That's what we're doing. We are joined like we normally are on our E three episodes by guests. That's right, and we'll have our guests introduce themselves, and then people can identify their names with their voices. So we'll probably start with Eric because he's furthest from me. As you said, I'm Eric, and he's furthest from him. And Eric's been on E three episodes before. I have. Have you been on all of them? I think so. I think so. I think so. Well, I know one who hasn't been on all the E3 episodes. <laughs> yes, I'm Mike, and I, I'm back because from I was on the first two, but last year I had family obligations I had to go to. Family. Really? And, and, and this year I, I couldn't get a quick ride to St. Louis for the Blues celebration, so I'm here. Why can't you get it? I mean, I mean, if we you know go tons up to of Union Station, people down, down you go to the Union that Station, way. you get on the train. Fifteen hours later, you're in St. Louis. <laughs> well, that would have been hard when I had to work this morning. So there's always some so sick times. Yeah. Well, I already took off two days this week, so I could watch E3 stuff. So oh, that's <laughs> oh, oh. I wow. feel bad. I that's I hardcore. I didn't come off work. I went on a trip and I did all this stuff. And I went home and watched everything on YouTube at two times speed, unless they got something to interest. I decided to rely mostly on written <laughs> summaries because I ended up missing so much of the video content, and I didn't go back because I was like, "Nope, I got other stuff I have to do." So I guess I mean normally we go ahead and do introductions at this point, and then I don't have any planned pinball news to discuss. We'll just go right into E three. Uh, Eric, what's happened in the last year? <laughs> well. Um, as far as games go, I have played more Fortnite than I ever thought I would. So sad. Uh, He's even flossing. He's sitting in a chair and yeah, flossing. I'm, I'm, I'm flossing uh, right now. I'm, I'm, All that oh, practice. I'm gonna... um, That's your intro, <laughs> Fortnite. Yeah, that's my intro. I'm, wow. I, 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 I am the Fortnite representative here. Okay. There's tons of news at E3 for that. Trust me. Okay. I tr- uh, I'm full of trust. Yeah, other than that, I just have a tremendous backlog of everything, um, and I occasionally pluck away at it, uh, occasionally pluck away at Zactronics games. Wow. That's probably exactly what Nick Baltridge says every day he gets up. <laughs> Fortnite and Zactronics? Well, I know he hates Fortnite, but having a backlog and plucking away at stuff, that yeah. sounds that sounds like him. They've already had their E3 episode come out on Gaming on 10. Really? They have? I used that as part of my training to know what to say for this one. So I'm going to sound real smart. All right. Next intro, Mike. So what's happened in the last two years? 
Um, <laughs> stuff. So, I mean, I, I have a backlog as well. Somehow I still haven't played Titanfall 2. Oh, that was fun. Good story. Yeah. Um, I, I have RPGs that I bought on sale on PlayStation. Like, JRPGs? Yeah. And I have not played them yet. So, yeah. Because new, new stuff always comes out, and I'm always about the new and shiny. Mm-hmm. Except when it's Titanfall, apparently. I, I guess. Or did you get that well after it was released? I, well, I got that well after oh, it released. Yeah. Everything that is like in my backlog is stuff that's like, oh, that's on sale, I'll buy it. Or, oh, I got that for Christmas or my birthday or something. And then so it's, it's like, you sound like Dawn from Gaming Hot 10. <laughs> always has to get a sale. Buy it, buy it, buy it. Well, I didn't that's even go into Dawn. my movie backlog. When I got no, a stack of no. DVDs sitting in my room that's probably about two, three feet high. We haven't started the Eclectic Movie Podcast yet. We feared to it do would, it because it we be, know it would be way more popular. It would be so much fun, though. It would be. But speaking of fun, what's happened for the last two weeks for you, Tony? I bought a metal straw. I is actually bought an eight-pack of metal straws so okay. we can save the environment. My daughter wanted metal straws. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. It's a cheap eight-pack. We'll buy them. I'd worry about, I have this concern of chipping my teeth on those. I understand because it scares me every time. (laughs) On the other hand, really cold liquids through a metal straw feels weird. Mm. But yeah, no, I mean, I work until July. I don't have another day off this month. Yeah. um, Yay. I've been playing Rule the Waves and it's gotten, it's gotten mimetic at my house. It has become a meme. My daughter walks by. She glances over when I'm playing it. She can now recognize enough of the UI to tell that I'm at war and I, who I'm at war with. And she's decided that France is terrible because they won't give me peace for more than like eight months before they declare war on me again. I don't understand. I sink their entire Navy. I kill like 40,000 of their people. They give me six months and then they declare war on me again. I, I don't know. I don't get it. It's very different from reality, is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Well, I have been working as well, so I have a big conference this upcoming week that will keep me busy, and then last week I was out for another, it was called a learning community. So, I think I learned some stuff. I learned that I really don't care for travel, though the flight to Washington is only two hours and ten minutes. So I forgot how quick it can be, but then I spent another two hours at the airport. Of course. So, uh, Millipede is gone. Yes. I traded Millipede. That what we know that what happened. That was almost set on our last episode. You were trading text messages during the last yes. episode. So Millipede is gone. Buck off. Rogers is now in instead. So I don't really have any more room in the garage until some stuff. But gets you said rearranged. that three machines ago. I say a lot of things that may or may not be true. I just don't. So anyway, I have finally, now that I'm back from the first trip and before I go to the second trip, today was work on pins day. So I've got like a lot of the parts that I've been ordering had arrived. Pretty much everything I've ordered is now installed on games. Pretty much. I still have a few pieces that I haven't done. And then I realized that I still needed more pieces. So of course, Another order, and all my clever planning to save on shipping is out the window. Ruined it all. It all it it's, happens every game. It doesn't matter if it's one game or six. I always need to do multiple orders. It's almost impossible to get it right the first time. Try to you try the checklist? I do. Oh, I wrote them all out. It's just that eventually, it's like, oh, you find did out you something later. I did. Okay. <laughs> no, I 
did the list. I check it all off. I feel really good every time I mark it down. I find the cheapest place. But then inevitably it's like, oh, wait, this broke after I took it off sort of stuff. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, I did forget to put a couple of things on the list, but then I had other things that started to fail. Some of which I caught in time and some I didn't. But enough of the finer things. Yeah, let's we, go to stuff people actually care yeah, about. That's right. They care about E3. And that's why we're here. So that's what we're going to talk about. Now... In terms of our notes, I have a listing of all of the shows, I'm air quoting, the shows that happened, some of which we may not have any comments on, because some of these I would never have identified as real shows to talk about anyway. I but, didn't even know some of those happened. I didn't either. We'll they run, weren't on the official. We're going to run yeah. through, we're going to run through it. Uh, we're going to do it chronologically, like we typically do. And then we will, like we tried to do last year, just talk about the things we want to talk about. We won't run through every single item. And maybe this one finally, thanks to there not being Activision and not being Sony, can be done in under three hours. Maybe. Maybe. That's, it's a dream I have. It's a dream. So speaking of something that about that I have no dream for, the Google Stadia Oh, we're going to talk about Stadia. I, knew, I, I was going to make a joke, starting with Stadia. We're going to start with Stadia. Stadia. We are. Which, I, Eric... You're probably the only one who cares. I have a feeling. I know I don't. I did pre-order. Of course you did. Because it's Google, so of course you no, did. No, not because it's Google. You it was $130. You, you see, now now he's like Nick again. Nick Baldridge again. Everything Google is, is blessed. Everything by everyone else is evil. Go on, though. Tell us about, the, tell us about how low bandwidth we need for this thing. So according to their... Um, According to their documents, it is, I believe, 25 on the low end and 35 on the high end. So 25 for, or there might be a tier lower than 25 for 720p stereo, but I think it's 25 for um, 1080, 30, 5.1, and then 35 for 4K, 60, um, with HDR and the, the, the full-on thing. So, um, now I have, I, I was in the project stream test beta. I don't know what to call it. Um, the, the preview, if you will. And so I, I, I played around with it a little bit. They had a, uh, it was set up for Assassin's Creed Odyssey and it, it played fine. Now, to be fair, I'm on Google Fiber. So 35 is a distant memory, but. And at the same time, I also don't have a 4K TV. So, you know, the, the, the high end of this doesn't mean anything to me significantly. But I think it's interesting technology. It does work. Um, like I said, I've seen it work. And the entry fee is low enough that it's worth trying. And worst case scenario, I end up with a Chromecast Ultra that I can watch videos on anyway. And hope you don't have data caps. I don't have data caps. That's the big thing. I mean, it seems like, okay, it's going to be good for, you know, the few random people in the U.S. who actually have good internet. But for a lot of people, it's not even going to be. Even the low end is yeah. beyond what Rural America is out entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing is a lot of the major urban centers are out because most of the providers there have pretty hefty data caps where they won't charge you more. But they will cut your speeds to nothing yeah. when you cross them. So, I also thought, ironically, one place where you would think it would be able to thrive because they have the infrastructure for Japan, it's not going to be available there right away, I heard. 
I don't, I didn't see the full list of countries. There's, uh, but there's like a list of 14 countries that it's going to roll out to, but not initially, but that's, that's typical for Google. They, they roll out for the US and then they slowly roll out for everywhere else. Cause you would think Japan and Korea would be like target, big major targets. Yeah. The band, I mean, I think the bandwidth capping is also an issue, uh, in Australia and in, uh, many European countries. So even if they have the bandwidth, the throttling issue, the capping issue is going to be a problem. So the bottom line is, is that this is a, this is a solution, but not to the right problem. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they, they can't fix fundamental problems that have nothing to do with them. And it's not as though Google is the only one going down this route either. No, no. There's a lot of discussion at, uh, I believe the part of the Microsoft presser mm-hmm. as well yeah. about their new cloud stuff. And I, yeah, that's a, I get it. That's a direction that companies want to go. Uh, I don't know. My my takeaway was that Baldur's Gate three. There was that. That yep. was interesting. Everything else seems like a has been game. I don't see a killer app for this, so I don't think it moves units. Right. Well, I think that's part of the 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 reason why it was kind of a low key uh, thing is that they don't have that killer app yet. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I'm not at the same time. I'm not interested in rebuying all my games again. You're not on yet another platform, especially considering that they're just PC games again. Just now, let me connect oh, listen my to the Steam score. library to this, and it's a game changer because I don't have a high end PC. Why not? Yeah. You don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. Speaking of time, let's go ahead and transition over into EA Play then. And the reason why I think that it's important to transition in the context of time is that never before, I think, have we witnessed a company take three hours to speak about six games. I did not see the EA Play one. <laughs> I, I, I watched part of it because there were a couple things I wanted to see. You want Jedi? Are, are they making it Madden? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I saw one thing about the Madden game, and that is apparently Patrick Mahomes is OP, like seriously OP in that game. Is, is that just reality? Well, yes, that was my reaction. Funny, too. But <laughs> we in Kansas City know because we witnessed. He almost took the fact that we had no defense and still right let it go all the way. But I'm assuming Jedi Fallen Order is the yes. game you were re- really interested in. Yes. That's the game that I've not really seen negative uh, response to either. No, I mean, the only, I guess, downside that I've seen people comment about is it looks a lot like your standard action-adventure type game nowadays. You know, like your Tomb Raiders, your Uncharted, things like that. But it's like, that's not really a bad thing. Is that, it reminded me when I saw it of the, what was the those old, uh, the Jedi games where you're the, the Sith How apprentice? Old? The Force Unleashed? Force okay. Unleashed. Okay. Those were a little bit more extreme. And how ridiculous they got with the Force powers. Okay. Well, you know, you're just ripping a Star Destroyer out of orbit is normal. Yeah. Well, but that was, but that was, the counterweight there was your Nerf lightsaber. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, then this one, at least from what I've seen, stormtroop, normal stormtroopers die in one hit. They don't dismember them, but I just assume that's because they didn't want a mature rating. Well, yeah, which makes sense. But, I mean, normal stormtroopers, one swing was taking them down. As it should. Yeah. And, I mean, they look like he had some interesting force powers, like the whole, like, you can, like, freeze someone in place for a bit. And I saw one little clip they from the stream that they showed up through the level 
They showed him do that to someone while he was firing, and so the blaster bolt was stuck there, kind of like it was in The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. But then he, like, force-pulled the stormtrooper to him and moved him in front of the blaster bolt. Which just seems mean, but it was also very cool. Why you shoot yourself? Why you shoot yourself? Why you shoot yourself? <laughs> Alternate dialogue. I'm sure you can unlock with a $5 payment into the <laughs> Jedi Fallen loot crate. Um, Apex Legends. I guess it had a new character. Yeah, are they, people still playing Apex Legends? Apparently, it, they are. They they are. It dropped off pretty hard, but it's still maintaining in the profitable range. Eric, did you flirt with Apex Legends and then go back to Fortnite in your one year summary of no, Fortnite? No, I, I, I haven't played Apex Legends, nor have I played PUBG. Okay, so you're very loyal to your Fortnite. Again, we, we don't have we don't have the time. We don't. Oh, <laughs> not, okay. not if you want to keep this under three hours. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> that's a three hour um, discussion by itself. Let's see. Uh there's a new Sims game. Does anyone here care? No. Does anybody anywhere? I have never played there's like, I used to work like, with someone. Like, she like, loves like the yes, Sims. There's one person. There's like Aunt Jean somewhere who still loves the Sims and it's the most important thing. It's the only thing that's a real game. So is it like an actual Sims five? No, the Sims four. Oh, okay. yeah, it was just like more new content. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they go to, the they go to, yeah. let's see. Okay. My, my summary information here says that they go to an island and it has cabanas, uh, and mermaids and something that's jet skis, but not called jet skis. So they don't have to pay jet ski. Right. So there's that. Uh, Battlefield five, new maps. Yeah. Battlefield is. five, I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed it more than one. Even though I really respected the idea of one, Battlefield One's the one in World War One. Right. Battlefield Five's back in World War Two, where um, it should be. Yeah, I've played it a bit. It's fun. I kind of prefer the modern ones more yeah. at this point, but that's but at least with ba- with World War Two, you get weapon choices that make sense. Yeah, like there's diversity. The new maps look like they had a nice diverse set of maps. Um, some more interesting, infantry based, some more vehicle based. Um, they got, they got one coming out later in the year that's supposed to be basically the World War II version of Operation Metro, which is like, okay, I just hope it's not a big bottleneck like Metro was. Oh, uh, yes. He's, he's referring to a, a battlefield map, uh, for those who are, might be thinking like Metro Exodus. Metro. No, the Battlefield 4, I think it was. Was it 4 or 3? Maybe three. I think it was three. It probably was three. I think the name of the map was Metro 20. It was Operation Metro. Operation Metro. Yeah, but it was like and everyone fought over B. It was a, the Metro like right. in DC. Just like the Metro. Yes. And as much of a bottleneck as the real life Metro is. So. Yeah. And they're supposed to be adding Pacific Theater stuff starting in the fall, I think. That's cool. Okay. So, I'm still waiting for Battlefield the Zulu War. Everybody's got single shot trapdoors. Uh, I'm sure that's a... Maybe after maybe after <laughs> Battlefront 12, that'll be what comes out. You know, DICE is busy. Um, so I guess now we can go ahead and transition to the, I guess, the first big presentation, which was the Microsoft presentation. Obviously, no Sony this year, no Activision this year. Uh, Sony being very notable as being one of the three big hardware players at this point. Um does anyone want to start with a particular game or hardware? I mean, Microsoft was, a, I think they're usual about 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And. Well, the, the first, I think it was the first thing they showed. I don't, what was it called? I'm looking through here. The, the Outer World. Yeah, the very something? first thing they showed was the Outer World was an extended new yeah. Outer Worlds yeah. trailer. Mm-hmm. Which, 
It looks awesome because, you know, why wouldn't it be? <laughs> it's like Fallout, but in space. Well, yeah, and it's because it's, I mean, it's, it's from Obsidian. Obsidian, and Fallout New Vegas is still my favorite of the modern Fallouts, so. Yeah. That, I, I've, I've got I've got high hopes for that one. That looked good. Uh, I have to admit, as impressed as I was with Forza Horizon 3 having, when they added the Hot Wheels, the Lego, I didn't expect. And then that, when they were, they had the car, and I thought it'd they be, got me. They thought, I thought it was a real car. I thought it was I a real too. car too. And then it's a Lego car. I mean, they, like, they had a lot of smoke around that. Thing. They did. Yes, yes, yes. But there was always a running joke for years that Microsoft always brings out some super hot sports car to promote whatever the latest yeah. Forza is. Here, here's my actual notes on it. Uh, uh, hey, look, they brought out another car on stage. Hey, what the car's Lego? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. Plus, um, Forza Horizon Four is a lot of fun. So I, what little I played of it is very good. So will I get this? I don't know. I ended up not buying the Hot Wheels one because I moved on to other games and didn't want to invest in DLC at that time. But but it maybe. Um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Of course, highlight of the conference for the attendees at least was the Keanu. <laughs> yeah. Going out there being John Wick with them. He, he was being Keanu Reeves. Yes, he yes. was. Yes. And he, he, he was very charming. And winning over That's the crowd, and they'd yell stuff out, and he'd yell stuff back to them, mm-hmm. all to announce a release date almost a year in the future. I thought it was going to be, like, really close. <laughs> oh, he's playing I up the whole... So, let's get when this release date is. April. <laughs> like, okay, well... It's less than a year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that was... A lot of people were that was game of the show for them last E3. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean it's it's Project Red. I guess. Right. It. And they're gonna they're gonna hopefully do it right. So it looks good. It, I yeah everything I've liked, good. It's every true. game of theirs I have played I feel has been better than the prior game. And I got I got in with them as of Witcher 2. So And this screamed everything about this trailer screamed uh Shadowrun to me which for a cyberpunk okay. game is yeah. good. Yes. That's good. Yes. That's a good thing. Because Shadowrun's amazing. Yeah, no, they've definitely got the 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 look right. My understanding is Keanu is not just playing some random random person in there. He is playing uh Johnny Silverhand, I believe is the name. Yeah. Which is an actual named character in the Cyberpunk universe. Okay. So Cyberpunk is they're adapting a tabletop role-playing game into this in, in a similar way to that The Witcher isn't adapted from a, uh, a Polish series of books. Okay. So it, it is not an, it, it's not an original IP for CD Projekt Red. Uh, but so Keanu Reeves is playing a specific character from that lore. Okay. That makes which sense. Is, which is a good fit for him, from what I understand, is that uh, Johnny Silverhand is a uh, rock and roll hacker. Mm. I did hear that they they've already had him record a significant amount of dialogue for that character. It sounds like it will have it be perhaps a major quest giver or something along those lines. So it's involved heavily in the story that you're playing. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, so obviously that was a highlight. Um, the new Mine, Minecraft Dungeons, which looks like Minecraft Zelda Diablo. Craft. No, I, I Minecraft thought, Diablo. Yeah, you think Diablo. so? Yes. Very much Minecraft Diablo. That's that's everything I've read or heard about it is 
Yeah, I, I got a loot crawler vibe from it. So. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. that even like sense. every single weapon or item that you pick up has a little story with it and all that. Aww. There's nothing wrong with that. Those are good games. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like loot for, for a lot of parents, games. it is literally, hey, look, another game I can play with my kids. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. What it's you, perfectly fine. What do you all think about Microsoft acquiring Double Fine? I think it was... A- I think it's a good fit. It is an interesting full circle because Microsoft was originally publishing mm-hmm. Psychonauts 2, and then they bailed on it, and then Majesco picked it up, um, and then Majesco was acquired by a biotech company in order to acquire their NASDAQ symbol. And then... <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. And Majesco's NASDAQ symbol, by the way, was cool. Um, and then... Who was publishing Psychonauts 2 most recently? I think they were self-publishing. Uh, and funding through FIG. And now Microsoft has acquired them and are publishing it again. That's right. And so, as you spoiled, Psychonauts 2 is a thing. Yes. Still. It's coming. Oh, it's we yeah, promise. It, it, that's not news. Does anyone care? No. There's Psychonauts. Is, <laughs> that was why I was like, I, Does I, anyone I know the name. Care? But, I've never played Psychonauts. I've heard good things yeah, about it, I, but I've never played it. So I can't. I have played lots of Double Fine games. I like Double Fine mm-hmm. games. I can hope Me too. that this acquisition means that someday we'll see a um, Costume Quest Three. Yes, I like. I would really Quest like to games. see a Costume Quest Three. Does this? I I think if my math was right from last year. So Microsoft does now have more studios than Sony, yes? I think so. I think in terms of numbers, yeah. Especially when you when you consider What what other terms would there be? Well, I mean you you I'm you just could, I'm trying I'm exploring what where are the other qualitative versus that? quantitative. Okay. So you, you, you may have been implying more Triple uh, A's. Yeah, more triple A studios. I see. Okay. Yeah, because I don't Double know. Fine doesn't exactly sit at the same level as like a Ninja Theory or a um, what, what's the studio that did Spider Man? Insomnia. Yeah, which I don't know. Does does Sony even own them? I'm honestly not sure. I don't yeah. think so because didn't they they did that? Uh, they put Su- Sunset Overdrive was theirs. Yeah, right. But at the time, Sony didn't. But there may have been. I just figured they just strike exclusive deals. They Maybe struck not. a deal with Microsoft for Sunset, and then they struck a deal with Sony for Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Which I, and my understand, I have not played either. My understanding is both of those games are very good. Yes. But Sony came out on top with Spider-Man. <laughs> with Spider-Man. Though I guess it's got a lot of the mechanics that made Sunset popular. Mm-hmm. Refined into the right. spider. Right. Instead. Insomniac is a privately owned company. There we go. Oh no, we don't use the internet and cheat. We just have to will this. You'd think with four people someone would know. I did. I looked it up. <sighs> Thus I know. Alright. Battletoads. Just why? I, I was really just... excited when I heard that music. I'm like, I know that. That's the pause music from Battletoads. And then they showed it and I'm like, that's that's not Battletoads. That's dumb. I mean, it looks it like is, in Battletoad way... Crashers. That's what I thought. Yeah, it has a very behemoth Feel to yeah, us, it, but not. It doesn't seem like Battletoads like has like Battletoads has brawling mechanics, but it is not a brawler, which is what that was. Battletoads very much is a platformer race. It's everything. They, they had the the turbo tube thing yeah. or whatever. Do you think that they didn't show enough of the gameplay, and that stuff's actually in the game? Maybe, but my problem is what they showed. I don't like the art style for one. Yeah, no, it looks terrible. But yeah. what they showed, I mean, it was just, it looked like just your normal side scrolling beat em up. Yeah. 
I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to delve back straight into my stream of consciousness notes. Cause I, I was doing stream of consciousness notes taking while I was watching all of these for Battletoads is they're back for some reason. <laughs> Honestly, I don't care. I remember playing this game, but I don't care. I loved the original. I played it so much. It took me off and on playing that game for like a year to be able to finally beat it. That's a game I don't think I ever cared to beat. I, it never, I, I didn't, it never caught me that hard. Well, let's see. Uh, I was thinking while we're talking about, since, 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 since we're on something that nobody cares about and it's not important, do we really need Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition? Remastered for 4K. Really? People really love that game. Age of Empires is a pretty popular RTS, so I, I, enjoyed, I thought it was a smart no, move. Well, I enjoyed the game, but the thing is, is there was a full remaster for that like three years ago, I thought. I don't think it was a full, I don't, I don't think it was full-fledged. I, was I, it just, I think it was more of a, uh, and just to sort of run on yeah, like no new systems. assets. Yeah, that kind of it's thing. It was a, more of a re-release than a remaster. Right. Well, what'd you think? I mean, in a, in a blast from the past vibe as well, Microsoft Flight. Flight Simulator. Flight Simulator. That, yeah. I understand. Hmm? I do too. When was the last one? 2000, I think. Yes. And people still there play that. There was the one free-to-play one that they had. Yes. Do you remember there that? was they, that. They, it was a Games for Windows and, Live. And Ace of Empires right. at the same time for Games for Windows Live. Though I think it might have also been released on Steam, but I'm, I could be confusing things. That Asia, and that Age of Empires game wasn't like the, Age of Empires 2. It was, Th- that was really It's the only one I've ever played. It's yeah. really Oh, really? Simplistic. No, don't get me wrong. I used to do custom maps and play... I loved Age of Empires, Age of Empires 2. 2 all the time. I loved it. I just... It's one of those games that looking back on it to me, it's like, do I want to play Warcraft 2? Not really. I mean, it was a fine game back then. Yeah. Yeah. But not... I, I wouldn't want to really want to play it now. I think both of these announcements are very much shoring up their lineup for Game Pass for PC. Which would make sense. Yeah. And at the price point they launched it out, that does, that has seemed to have been received very well from what I have read. I've considered it. Hmm? I've considered it. Yeah. I'm actually in a weird position where the Game Pass for PC is not of interest to me because I have two years paid up of Game Pass for Xbox. So I would have to pay ten extra dollars a month to get it. I can't just add the five dollars like I could with the Game Pass. Ultimate. Right, right. Plus, I'm paid up a while for Xbox Live, so mm-hmm. the, the fifteen dollars is a really good deal, though. Yeah, no, they're they're really trying to make it attractive. And so many of these Microsoft's uh, published games coming out day one on it—that's uh, what's driving a lot of people. Yeah, and that the price, especially what we'll get to Ubisoft's price point later, but yeah. <laughs> but the the price makes it right. It's it, a lot of people say it's the best deal in gaming, and nothing has changed I would, I would to, to usurp that title. Yeah, no, I think that's a perfectly fair thing to say. Um, I mean, it, it makes games like Sea of Thieves and State of Decay two way more viable yes. than they would be on their own. Yes, I heard, man. Someone may have been joking that with adding PC, that there was probably a huge surge, or there was a huge surge in the Sea of Thieves player base already. Mm-hmm. Could be. So. Um, any thoughts on Dragon Ball Z Kakarot? Yay for Saiyan and Frieza Saga again? Again? <laughs> yeah. That's no, not that's, favorite saga. It's no. That, that was my whole thought when I watched it is, 
if the actual engine, the actual gameplay is fun, it could be good, but I don't really care that much. Yeah. And I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan. I've got a shelf of Dragon Ball figures, but I just, it's, if that's all it is, I don't, I don't care that much. Yeah. So. Yeah, Bandai Namco showed a couple things, but the one thing that I was really excited about was the new Tales game. I was going to bring that one up because I think that was one of the few things that probably really surprised people seeing it on the Microsoft stage. Well, they didn't have a Sony stage. Exactly, and and that was to Microsoft's advantage for a lot of the AAA stuff. But also just the fact that it's actually coming to Xbox. It is. Because, I mean, other than Tales of Vesperia, both versions of it, Microsoft hasn't gotten any Tales games. Right, and the Tales games are, like, huge. Yeah, I mean, they're not... Final Fantasy, huge, obviously, but right. But I look forward to the are. Tales games. Yeah. I, I don't really play Final Fantasy games. I know people who don't like JRPGs but play Tales games. I think it's because Tales really was a very action-oriented yes. RPG yes. before a lot of other JRPGs did it. That was my always my takeaway. Right. Yeah, that's, that's the reason I really got into it when I started playing them. But this one, they're finally moving to Unreal Engine 4. Which is good, because Tales games, I mean, they never looked bad, but they were never graphically impressed. They had the best cinematics. Well, yeah. But, I mean, you're getting one of the best was studios it? in Japan to do one. Yeah. Because, I mean, what was it? Was it? Was it? I think it was Vesperia, where your first, like, 45 minutes of gameplay was, like, seven and a half minutes of gameplay, and the rest of it was the cinematics. <laughs> <laughs> That's a JRPG <laughs> trope in general. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... So, yeah, that it looked cool. It's been a while since... I mean, the last JRPG I played was uh, Final Fantasy XV in my case, but... Um, let's see, what else? Uh, Gears, they covered the Gears games. No, I'm... Well, at least the pop and the, ma- and right, the main... Right, the pop and the main game. Now, the main game thing started something that, 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 that continued throughout E3 on every stage that actually got to the point where it was nauseating for me. How much money did people dump to get Terminator buy-ins to <laughs> everything? Yeah. My Twitch ads lately have been the Terminator and Gears. That's what yeah, when I was watching Overwatch League last night. Bank of eight ads, three of them are Terminator. Right. It's everywhere. It and is. I it got to the point it where is, it was just it is like okay. Now it's like I went from not being being interested in Terminator, but hey, maybe I'll watch it when it comes out on 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 video. To screw it at this point, I don't know. You don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to Gears Five for a second, one thing I think is odd that this game comes out in I think September. We yeah, really tenth. have not seen that much of it though. No, I thought there would be a lot more gameplay on the. And actually, that would be probably one of my bigger criticisms of Microsoft, while. They really stressed, and they did get through showing 60 games. They didn't provide much depth on any of them. No. And, and a lot of them were not gameplay footage. No. Nope. There were Lots cinematics. of cinematics. And I don't, and that's been a gripe of mine. That was a big complaint I had with, uh, with Sony in the past was a lot of cinematic stuff, like last year. And it's just like, no, I want to see, this is not, it should not be a, just a train of trailers. That's what the Game Awards show is. A train of trailers with an awards no one cares about. I just, a little bit more, uh, like, well, like what, uh, the PC gaming show apparently did. A lot of Q&A would have mm-hmm. been appreciated, at least for a couple of the big Yeah, because, I mean, usually at least, 
for things like like Forza, they always have gameplay, right? And they, yeah, and because I, I remember when Forza Four came when they when they made the Forza Four, the big Forza Four was I think it was last year. They showed like seven or eight minutes of like multiplayer gameplay. Yeah. And now I do like it when they show like recorded gameplay. You don't need to bring someone out on stage to live play it in a scripted. Yeah. The only instance they did of that was to show off that cloud tech. The Project X cloud? Yes, which I didn't like because I didn't understand anything they were saying. It felt like they had a lot of buzzwords that sounded really good about how their code would do code stuff and it was going to be Cody. And then it look at how great it was streaming to her phone. And I, I have no context of the bandwidth in that facility. I have no context of what, how this is supposed to be like backwards compatible with a bunch of software and work with other services. But I guess Google's thing is going to work with it. I guess no, I don't no, know. It was, it no, Google's not. No, no, you're no, you're thinking the uh, uh, Bethesda's. Oh, yeah. that's the one. Okay, sorry, I jumped. Oh again. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about Orion. Orion. Yeah. We'll, okay. okay we'll yeah. To, I'm like, sorry. I'm, I, I was yeah. I was confused because I didn't remember no. that part. Of now, the Microsoft. now Microsoft's thing is going to benefit Sony because they're entering that MOU with them to start using XCloud to drive their streaming. I thought. I didn't think it was that. Sony's using xCloud. I thought Sony was just agreeing to use Azure. Okay, maybe. So Azure is Microsoft's cloud platform. Apparently, I don't know anything about the cloud stuff. It is needlessly confusing. Clouds are fluffy. I guess. So, whatever. I mean, it's one of those things, all this cloud streaming stuff I like on paper. um, Around, you know, again, no caps around here. We don't have exclusive franchises in the Kansas City area for internet, so... A lot of this stuff will work here. I just don't know right. what anyone else. Um, I think the only other big thing then, and tie, Halo ties to this, of course, is the Project Scarlet. Because Halo, as I did pre- uh, predict on our last episode, it is a launch title for the new Xbox. Which I makes think that sense. was only logical. I was wrong, though. They are yet again targeting a holiday 2020, whereas I thought maybe I was surprised. they'd try and put it out earlier in the year like Nintendo did with their Switch. Mm. Because I've been assuming that Sony's PS5 will also be holiday 2020. Right. Given that all the leaked stats I'm seeing say that these machines are basically the same machine. Well, Thoughts on products? I mean, I I haven't sat down and done a really close comparison. Uh, some of this stuff, again, it was like, why are they talking about 120 FPS and 8K resolution capabilities? Right. You don't even have 50% household uptake on 4K yet. Right. People are still buying DVDs nowadays more than they do Mm Blu-rays. Yeah. I I, I think the the key takeaway from that is that they said it is four times as powerful as the Xbox One X. So was that what they meant by current gen? Yeah. Because they were specifically talking about the Xbox One X and it was four times as powerful as that. So however many teraflops that the Xbox One X is I think it was four teraflops, Xbox One X. Okay, eight teraflops. A quadruple. Yeah, quadruple. 16 teraflops. Right. That's a lot of flop. That is, that is many, many floating operations. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of buzzwords. I thought they'd show, show a little something with it other than just, right, they showed one scene of some deer and then they showed Halo 5 and neither of those are particularly compelling. But at the same time, 
it's hard to make a case for something like that because you can't even make a case for HDR on a stream exactly. that people are going to be watching on their phone or they're going to be watching on their television, which doesn't have that capability. So it's really hard to show off that kind of stuff. So I think the, the, the only real takeaway you can, well, so the, the four times thing and then both they and Sony have been, are, are getting in front of, we want to kill load times. Right. Right. Which that there's I think that, that talk I think that SSD. talk was good. Right. I think that Which talk was good. They seem to have like an idea of something that is an SSD, but something more. Well, the it sounded like they were basically going to use the SSD as like RAM, virtual Which RAM. Doesn't make okay. any sense because an SSD is way s- slower than RAM. Yeah. So there there was that statement, and then there was another statement where someone said the SSD and the solid state drive. Yeah, so I, they were two separate things. Which I that's what that. SSD stands for. <laughs> right. I mean, virtual, given the price of RAM, I would think, why not just put in more RAM if that's what you want? Well, an SSD is way cheaper than RAM. And that, and maybe that's the, the, I mean, using virtual RAM on an SSD is a lot faster than the old days when we were doing virtual RAM on hard drives. Right. So, I'm, I mean, there will be an improvement compared to the current generation right. for if they're currently doing that with the hard drive space for and some of their loads. They might be talking about something similar to uh, Intel has a technology called Optane that is kind of halfway between an SSD and RAM. They tend to be very small in the, uh, like, I want to say 30 gigabyte, gigabyte range. Okay. But it is faster than an SSD, but slower than RAM. So they may be, there may be something that they're, they're, they're positioning in there. Uh, obviously they're not using Intel tech because they AMD. are partnering, partnering with yes. AMD. So then, and, and the reason I bristled a little bit about you saying that the, the, the hardware is the same as the PS5 or whatever the Sony ends up calling that is that they specifically made the statement that they co-developed this processor with AMD. And that surprised me because I had originally heard that they were using the same processors. Right. So, this, so this maybe that to... was not a true. Again, a lot of these were purportedly. Right, right, right. And yeah. so, so they... it will be interesting to see what actual uh, CPU the PS5 is relying on because I did think they were going to be identical, both by AMD, both the same chip, a slight variant off of a common PC. Yeah, I think chip they're type. both Zen 2 architecture and. Navi, uh, which I think is the awesome. No, not that Navi. I think I think it's actually named after the the uh, Avatar, Avatar stuff. Yeah, mine was so it Navi. might actually be Navi. Oh well, I guess Navi was Navi, and well, no, I guess maybe we never actually heard her name said. So I don't know. Anyway. Uh, any disappointments or things uh, no, to add? There, I, I, uh, Tony's like, there's lots of disappointments so with this console <laughs> trash. But no, I actually, there were one, two, three things that I actually was interested in that I wanted to touch real quick in Microsoft. Uh, one was the, uh, 12 minutes. Yeah. That kind yeah, of Grand Hogs Day ish little thriller murder thing. It looked pretty cool. It looked cooler to me than the Groundhog Day game that Bethesda's working on. Yes. It I looked that was way cooler thing. than that. Hmm? I thought that was a Sony thing. No, it's... it's, it's but, is it a Bethesda studio that's working? Yes. Yeah, that was on the Bethesda wow. stage. But um, but I normally, I don't like Groundhog's Day concepts, so I don't know it would be my story. Right, I don't know, but it looked interesting. It did, it did, because of the sort of mystery aspect. Exactly. So, yes, that's a good one to point out. There is a, um, 
at, at Giant Bomb about two years ago, they sat down with the developer of that and went over that game. Um, and it is, it, it looks very different in this new trailer, but if you want to get kind of a, a better feel for the concept of it, it's, it's pretty interesting in that, uh, you know, the 12 minutes refers to the time loop. It is a 12 minute time loop. It's I think it's yeah. not like a whole day kind of thing. Um, and that you, through gameplay, you can learn things. So that, that, that trailer didn't do a great job of showing that. Like they, they kind of hinted at it by him saying, you know, I, uh, you already gave me this gift kind of thing. Um, so it, it was a really fascinating game when they showed it off like two years ago. Uh, and then it just sort of dropped off the radar. And so I'm excited to see it come out because it looked really interesting back then. Okay. Tony, you had another game you wanted to discuss. The bringing Fantasy Star Online with all, or two, with all content <laughs> free to play in spring. Yeah, I was going to bring that up because I remember they started showing the trailer for that. And I'm like, it's kind of like Fantasy Star Online 2, that but surely my, it's not. That was my thought as well. Weren't they um, supposed to do that years ago? That they Sega has had that out in Japan since like what 2010, something like that. It's been and they announced forever. it for a U.S. release, but then it never happened. Yeah, hmm. yeah. There, there were ways to play it that involved modded versions of the <laughs> yeah. client, and there is a English version of it that was released in some other territory, and it was yeah, there, there, it, it, it was a thing. Um, but also notable about that is that it specifically mentions Azure in that trailer. So uh, maybe they they made some sort of a deal to host it on that. Or, but it, well, it didn't say xCloud, so I doubt I doubt they're planning on streaming it, but that would be another option. Well, the, I think the Switch version in Japan is streamed. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I had heard something about that as well. But I think that, that Phil Spencer also said it will be coming to other things as well. So, so it's not, it, a, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's launching on, I think on Xbox, but then it's supposed to eventually, it's coming out on PC and uh, it sounds like it will eventually hit PS4. So it'll probably. be on your phone. So it'll a little be bit on of your left ear. Time exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Typical for Microsoft. And the, the last uh, thing that I really wanted to touch on was Elden Ring. Don't really know anything about it. I didn't think the trailer showed anything other. The the only important thing about it is who's working on it. It's Hidetake Miyazaki, who is known for, you know, Dark Souls and Armored Core and this and that. Bloodborne. Yeah. Which is yeah, Bloodborne, Dark Souls game, all that. And George R. R. Martin. Yeah. When I was I, seeing it at first I thought it was another Lord of the Rings game. Forging a ring it's, and everything. It's literally about a ring. <laughs> yeah. I think Martin was borrowing a little close from yeah. the source material there. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you a warning, Dennis. Go ahead and grab your pad to write down a timestamp. Oh, my gosh. Go on stream of conscious again. <laughs> Put out the next f- book. But whatever. It works. My only thing that I really want from this game is I want there to be, like, 50 main characters... And like three survive. That'll make it feel real. To me. It, it's not real clear how involved George R. R. I don't know. It's, it could you know, be one of those. Sat down and had a meeting <laughs> with him and been like, "Well, wouldn't it be nice if your world had this thing yeah. in it?" This full on could be like the Tom Clancy thing, where it's this is George R. R. Martin's Elden Ring. It's Tom Clancy's Taco Drive Through Simulator. I mean, it, it, that, that's full on what it could be at this point. But I just, it could be interesting. I like the Armored Core games. 
I don't really care for Dark Souls that much, but I always liked Armored Core games, so we'll see. There's nothing wrong with the Dark Souls games; they're just not my cup of tea. It may not be. It may not be exactly what those were, which you know, very atmospheric, moody, difficult to navigate, and then poorly programmed, so it's hard, and they act like it was like a big challenge for them to make it. Um, overrated, very overrated. Yeah, um, but but they look great. There's a lot about Dark Souls I liked, and a lot, unfortunately, that made it not fun. Um, I was disappointed only in that I really, really thought that Microsoft would at least tease a new Fable game. It's been long enough. All the resources I'm seeing are that Playground second team is doing Fable. Right. So, That's and they've been at it long enough that they should have at least been able to, like, leak the name. I mean, I don't know. As they were too busy. Guys. They were they were they were too busy dropping the Blair Witch Project. Oh gosh! <laughs> you know, actually, when I was seeing the game, I thought the gameplay looked interesting. I like horror games, though. Uh, but then I saw Blair Witch, and I remember going to the theater and how motion sick that made me. And I thought maybe I'd just throw up. I better not play this, <laughs> which was unfortunate because I didn't like the Blair Witch because I had to keep my eyes shut the last thirty minutes because I was so nauseous. I couldn't watch the rest of the movie. You didn't miss anything. Yeah, it happened to Cloverfield too. I just couldn't. I need you have yeah, to tell Cloverfield me. Cloverfield was good. You have to tell me ahead of time. I have to take Dramamine to do those things. Um, anything else on Microsoft? A uh, couple, couple, three things I wanted to mention. Uh, Spiritfarer, uh, which I thought looked really interesting and twee, and twee. Yeah, there's a lot of hugging in that trailer. Um, yeah, that's the that's the one where I'm, I, I was just super cute with dark overtones. Yeah, Leave the Woods was the other one that I thought was really interesting looking. Uh, and that's the one with the, the two deer. You have a type. You very much have a type. <laughs> I just thought it looked like really... Ori and the Will of the Creepy. That's yeah. Like I, I have played the first Ori game. I haven't played far enough into it uh, to, to really get a feel for, like, would I want to play another one of those? But I enjoyed the time I had with it. But it is, yeah, there there is a certain style to those. Um, though I would argue that Way to the Woods is, is a very different style than, uh, now I've forgotten the name of that other one. Spiritfarer. Yes. No, no, their, their, their art styles are very different, obviously, and they're, and it looked like they had a different feel to them, but they, 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 to me, they still fall into the same kind of archetype. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're very indie looking. Yeah. I, I guess would be fair. The indie archetype. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think of Bleeding Edge? It that action me. game from Ninja Theory, it cut me. <laughs> Looked a lot like a hero shooter to me. It was that's exact. That was a melee hero shooter. Yeah, <laughs> some of the yeah. guns. It looked like it could be fun. I I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it did. It did look like when they sat down with the character designer, they they were like. We need our guys to be as hardcore as possible. <laughs> I need to take my hardcore guy, but make him, you know, hardcore because this guy's just not hardcore enough. Also, it it feels a bit like it's got a similar art style to Borderlands mm. and yeah. Rage. At first, I actually thought maybe of, it was Borderlands yeah. when I saw the footage. There, there's some brand confusion there that I'm not I'm not thrilled with. Yeah, and it, it also has. Another thing, like the Terminator thing, that I kind of just kept putting into my notes constantly again is uh, esports bait and streaming bait. Probably, yeah. 
But again, I mean, it's like they looked at Overwatch and like, okay, let's do something like that, but we'll make it melee so it's different. And we'll take the character designs and we won't turn them up to 11. We'll turn them up to like 20. <laughs> this one goes all the way to 20. <laughs> Since it's published by Microsoft, it's part of Game Pass. Yep. So it's, it, it's worth noting that, you know, they showed off 60 games, 14 of them were from Xbox Game Studios, and 34 of them will be on Game Pass. That's, 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 that's not a lot of, yeah. So, you know, I, I literally have in my table here a checkbox for whether or not this game is coming on Game Pass. So for a lot of these, I will get to try them out if I feel like it. Because I've already, I'm already paid up. If you feel like it. If I feel like it. And have the time. Right. That's, and the energy. That's, yeah. That's and why, I, that's why I don't have Game Pass, cause I'll like, I have a backlog already. I don't yeah. need yeah, but they this. put it on sale and it's five bucks a month and it's like $60 a year. That's one game. I, if As long as I play two games, I'm ahead, right? Yeah, but it's on sale all the time, so there's never... It's always on sale. It's always, always going to be a dollar for the first month for people. But only so, for new. That's only for new people. Exactly. But right. that's why I don't... I'm in the similar boat as Mike. I just... I don't... I've got other games I still haven't. I haven't finished Red Dead Two. Oh, I've got so many games. Metro. I've got so many games that I've just started so, or not this and that. And, I, and it's not that I don't like them. It's just sometimes I come home and it's like it's like this game will take too much energy. Yeah, I'm going to do this no, thing where I can you know type some buttons and stare at my Excel spreadsheet for my Excel game for like three hours while I tweak everything and then just walk away from I, it. I actually play very few games a year, and it's been that way. Four years. In yeah. fact, I think it's been that way for a very long time for me. And, I, and here's the thing. I'm 100% honesty here. The games I'm playing, the games I'm most interested to play, and the games I spend the most time on, Battletech, which is a nostalgia hit for me, but it's also been out for a year now, and I still play it probably more than almost anything else. Rule the Waves 2, which is just the uh, Rule the Waves, which I've been playing for years and years and years and years, except for now there are aircraft carriers and cold waters. That is almost, that is 90% of my gaming. And I've got a stack of PS4 games and I pull them out every once in a while and I'll, I'll keep working on one. But sometimes I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to go because all those other games I, I, I listed, I, I can stand up and walk away at any time. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I think the moral of the conference was Microsoft should try and get Keanu Reeves every year just for the crowd reaction. Yeah. No, yeah that worked I mean, really well. One interesting thing about that conference is that it felt very 2006. Mm. Like they, there was pyrotechnics, fog, they had a car on stage, they brought out a celebrity. Yeah. They checked all the boxes. It was, they checked it's all like the boxes. Phil Spencer seemed to have wanted to do an old school E3 presentation. So. In fact, he tweeted later that he was sad that Activision and Sony weren't there because he thought it would have made the show better. And I mean, yeah, this is a weird E3, but I don't know if we're ever going back. I think maybe they'll all be weird now until it's I, dead. Until it's gone. Weird. Until it's gone. Which is going to be forever. Yeah, sure. So anything else on Microsoft? I'm done. The okay. other interesting thing for me was the Elite Controller Series 2. Yeah. Uh, and I, I am up genuinely interested in that. The only possible saving grace for me, and the only reason I might consider purchasing one, because I, I have the original Elite Controller, full disclosure, um, and I really like it, is that there are at least speculation that controllers will work with Scarlet. 
Yeah. So okay. if, you know, because I'm even on the, the, the edge of, do I, do I even want to consider getting like an Xbox One X? You know, assuming I, I also get a 4K TV. Or do I just want to wait for Scarlet? And if I'm just waiting for Scarlet, do I really need a new controller if it's not going to be good for the next one? But if it's right. good for it, now, then that makes that, it's a, that makes it's it a, a different proposition factor. entirely. I mean, when I got my uh, my 4K TV, I still wasn't going to go to an X. I was going to wait for the Scarlet until I got robbed. Right. And then it was like, okay, yeah, well, I might as well now. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, same, same. I don't want a controller for uh, you know just over a year. I mean, yeah, I'll probably move the One X into my room or something to use. But it's but, it's a hundred and fifty dollars exactly. Controller. No, it's a hundred and eighty dollars. Hundred eighty. Hundred fifty is like the C- series one. Yeah, price. the series one was one hundred and fifty dollars. This is more. Oh, uh, it's part two. of a console deal. Yeah, yeah one eighty. It's got twice the teraflop in it. The trigger locks are slightly different. The trigger locks are, fl- you can have are floppier. Three profiles instead of two, which isn't that big of a deal. Um, the, the big thing one. for some people is the adjustable tension thumbsticks. Oh, it looked great. Everything about it, I thought I might be able to wall run as Lucio now. That's what that's what I use to judge all elite controllers. Because on but it, it's so easy on PC it is on <laughs> on console it's very very so, difficult. So you're right. It's so easy on PC where first person shooters are designed to be played. Yes, but some people, most people, play on console. So play games on console. I don't know if most people play Overwatch on console, but most people play games on consoles. Speaking of consoles. Let's console ourselves by finally moving on to the Bethesda E3 press conference. Which can be summed up with, we're sorry. I'm sorry. That covers a good part of it, yeah. It, I, I thought it was really smart of them to acknowledge the issues that people had with Fallout 76. I thought that it was wise that they chose to acknowledge it in the way of apology. What I think was the mistake is doing it more than once. Yes. And so I want to quote for, from an article I saw on Game Crate where they said for their summary of the show, quote, Oh my God, we are so sorry for Fallout 76 and everything else we ever did. And we thank you gamers for pointing out how bad we are. Please play our games. And also here are a few new reveals. It. There's a fine line between being nice and coming across as pandering, and they stepped over that line. But, to their credit, no live band this year. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because last year was awful. Absolutely awful. This was a better Bethesda conference than last year just because of that. Yes, though interestingly, the audience for this year's Bethesda conference would have been a better fit for the live concert. Last year's audience was not having it. No. No. Oh, my God. This year's had way too... The hype guy, someone needed to walk out into the... And I don't normally condone violence, but someone needed to slap the taste out of that guy's mouth. He (laughs) just... He was, like, in every room, but he was really loud at Bethesda. Also, another thing to credit to Bethesda, I think there was only one developer, like, one of the engine... It might have been when they were talking about their streaming service, who, who put in that one forced profanity... It's like on the Bethesda stage, they're like, we have to be edgy. So be sure to insert some four letter words just sporadically. And that's how you bond with gamers. <laughs> and it, but it feels fake. 
It feels like they don't talk like that normally. Yeah. It, fe- so. it doesn't feel like they threw the word no. in. It felt like it felt like the the writer wrote it down yes. and it, it's on the teleprompter, like in italics. And yeah. Like, so they're trying to. Inf- and it was just one that I picked up on that entire time, and I was just like, it was less. So I, again, I I yeah. approved of that. Um, do we want to? I was gonna. Say, I was saying because of Bethesda, what they had, I thought maybe. We could the, the best thing to do is just have each of us pick one thing that was the highlight of the Bethesda for us, and see what everyone else thinks, and see if we all pick the same thing. Okay. Do you want to start with each of us naming the thing? Yeah, just name the thing that that interests you. Do maternal. Do maternal. Mike. Well, I would also say do maternal, but I would also say Ikumi Nakamura. The internet, yes. <laughs> she the 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 only thing from all of E three that I've seen any more hype about than how awesome she is was Kiana. That was it. Yeah. No, when she was up there, I was. I think I actually said, "I cannot stand how adorable she is." I know. <laughs> she was the only person in the entire Bethesda conference, and one of the very few people presenting from any of the conferences I saw who I thought actually cared. Actually cared. She felt mm-hmm. that's, and that's a good, that's a, a word to be used would be authentic. Yeah. She actually, that, that's it. She actually seemed truly nervous to be on stage, but excited about her game so much that she was just overflowing with cuteness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I, that, yeah, did no. you see, did you see it? Yes. I saw that. Okay. Yes. Uh, no. Dude. And her game looks her really interesting to me. Despite not having any gameplay. Yes. yes. So she was the art director on Okami. And Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. And Bayonetta, yes. I, I couldn't remember that one at first, but yes. Um, so yeah, she, she's, she definitely has a, has some bona fides. Yeah. She's got, she's got, she's got cred. She's not somebody who was just thrown up there because, hey, we need a female on stage to round out our thing that we've seen in the past. Right. I'm just referring to the, the art style for this game is, Significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, no, that, that that game looks cool. Uh, but what, what's your what's my, your my highlight? only thing that I really care about from Bethesda is Wolfenstein. Cyberpilot? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a way to play Cyberpilot. Maybe, I would play it if I had a way. Maybe to play you should it. be more specific then. Yeah, um, I can't remember. Youngblood. Youngblood. That's what it's called. Yeah. I, I, on one part, I'm excited about that game. On the other part, I don't think I'm going to have someone to play co-op with. So, you know, yeah. the, the you game is tried. Yes. Nobody starts. likes you, She can play Wolfenstein. She, oh. she's, she's in school. There, that's that's yeah. like there, old enough, isn't it? There's a long it? conversation that needs to happen there. What yeah. <laughs> are Nazis? You have a lot oh, of no, long no, we conversations. Oh, okay. We have talked about Nazis. <laughs> what are cyber dogs and why are they mean? <laughs> yeah. Um... So, <laughs> okay. So you so, pick Young Young Blood. Yeah, Young Blood is probably the game from Bethesda I'm most interested in. Tony. Well, I was I was gonna go with uh, Doom Eternal. Well, I, I mean, it was their tentpole game that they built. Clearly, that's why they yeah. held it to the yeah. end. We knew everyone knew going in. There were no surprises in my view. No. about Bethesda. Well, there was a surprise. I was surprised. Maybe other people weren't. They brought back Commander Keen. Did they though? Did they? According to no. the internet, they didn't. They brought back the IP. Let's go with that. Because it sure isn't the original. 
But the fact that they even brought back the IP is something that surprised me. They also named it wrong. There are two of them. So it'd be Commanders. It should be Commanders Keen. <laughs> which I think is a far more clever title anyway. Oh, hey, look. There's, there's speaking of Nazis, there's the Grammar Nazis. <laughs> oh, the the audience could not see Tony actually reach over and pantomime picking up the box and, and handing it to him. <laughs> um, I mean, I thought I'm not excited for it. I'm not going to play it. I just no, thought it was interesting. It looks kind of like a free to play puzzle game. That's kind of yeah. how it felt. It doesn't really look like a platformer. No, so. I I think I think it's fine. But, uh, it's nice to see that old of IP coming back. Uh, yeah. Even if it's... In, yeah. I mean, I don't think people should be as salty about it as they were with last year's E3. What was it with Command and Conquer and it was a mobile game? Yeah. <laughs> and people are just like, not only am I watching an abomination, I now know that Command and Conquer is dead as a franchise because this will never let it come back as what it once was. This doesn't impact no. Commander Keen and Commander Keen in its old form will probably never come back anyway. So no, it would Whatever. They didn't do what they want with it. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, uh, when I mentioned the, you know, no surprises, I didn't really know anything about Ghostwire. I still yeah. don't really know anything about Ghostwire, other than it's that sort of creepy game that falls into my wheelhouse. Yeah, and that, I mean, I mean I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be doing this a lot. As referring back to my notes, is just a, uh, it was just spooky and the rapture, question mark. <laughs> because it, was just people vanishing randomly. It looked, the concept was enough to bring my interest up higher than I honestly thought my interest would be for anything in Bethesda except for Doom. Yeah. Cause I didn't expect anything but just normal Bethesda stuff. But Doom looks good. Yes. Doom looks good. But nobody's surprised by Doom looking good. No. Well, and, uh, the, so for the Ghostwire, uh, Shinji Makimi is behind that game, and so he has done as I've pulled Mikami. up Makami. Sorry, yeah, Shinji Makami. Thank you for the correction. So I think I guess a lot of people know him for Resident Evil games, but I know him for the two Evil Within games that Bethesda has published. Yeah, and I liked both of those games. The first one was better. Uh, more of a Resident Evil close, very claustrophobic vibe. Whereas the second one is almost open world in the way it approaches it. But they're very scary um, and they're fun to play. And those reasons are why I'm willing to put faith in Ghostwire, even though I didn't get to see any gameplay. Right. So far, obviously. It doesn't have my dollar yet. Yeah. But, uh, so that that would be the closest thing to a surprise. But the thing with Doom Eternal is that it just it's everything that, it's just more Doom. And, that's and what isn't that what wanted. everyone wanted? Now, I am interested in the multiplayer battle mode that they were talking about. Where it's, it's, I never played the first, uh. I didn't either. The, any, I, I didn't do so, any of that. But, but the, the whole thing with, hey, look, you're demons, you spawn more demons, and somebody's the doom slayer. That reminded me of a, uh, what was it? Evolve? Right. No, yeah, Evolve. Evolve. Or one of the modes in Left 4 Dead. Which, yeah. which Evolve flopped really bad, so I just, that, but that was what I thought. Flopped really bad, not because it was a bad game, but because they really, really, really were trying to make it esports. Yep. And, so they spent a ton of money on that, and it didn't take off. Game, yeah, it didn't have. It was light on content at launch. It, there, there, there were lots of problems. But my understanding is, Evolve was fun to play. There just wasn't much there. There. Mm -hmm. 
in terms of Wolfenstein, I don't have any thoughts on the cyber pilot thing. No, who cares? Yeah. But, uh, Youngblood, yeah, it looked, it looked fun. I was, it looks like the two, uh, sisters have different capabilities in terms of attacks. So that mm-hmm. looked like an interesting change. I know last year there seemed to be a lot of backlash and the concern that it's a spinoff. People want to play as BJ Bakowitz. They don't want to play as his kids. Um, but I, right, I think so it's that- still got all the pe- like Doom Eternal. I think it's got all the pieces that has made the first two rebooted Wolfensteins popular. Yeah. So I don't see I why it, it hits would be the bad. right beats. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, that. no, it's, to me, it's not that I am disappointed that this is the game and it doesn't have the character I want to play. Cause that, that part isn't the interesting part about the Wolfenstein games to me. I just, my concern is there's like a 20 year gap now in the stories. So are they going to cover that or is there still going to be a game to wrap that up? Because that's, that's the part I'm interested in. Okay. There's no reason they couldn't be more going back. I mean, right. They, but when I they, mean, when they debuted it last year, it felt like they were announcing a spinoff that they haven't announced another game makes this feel like this is the actual sequel. Okay. Which is okay. It could be. Again, it will probably be a great game. The first two were fantastic. But again, you know, I, I, I want my story. Hmm? No, that's, that's, and fair maybe enough. they'll fill in the blanks in the game. It's just they haven't presented it as that yet. They presented it as, it's the 1980s. We gotta go find him. Yeah. Gotta find him. Speaking of finding things, how did you find the Orion streaming technology? I obviously got it mixed up with xCloud streaming right. technology <laughs> and Google streaming technology. So I don't know what to think anymore. Cynically, how I interpreted that presentation was we have this idea we are patenting this idea. We are going to use this idea to club the rest of the industry into submission. I just don't understand why it was on the stage. Like, what were game? There was no proof of concept or anything. Nothing. Everybody has to have a cloud strategy. Okay. Well, I don't know if it needs to be on the E3 stage. I, I don't disagree. But I think Bethesda is trying to establish themselves as both a games company and a technology company. And that was their, hey, we're going to make your game's great, just come license our tech. Okay. Because that seemed to be very much like, you know, this is their Unreal Engine uh, pitch of we can can make your game stream better. All you got to do is pay us. Hmm. Well, we'll have to see if anything comes of it. Any other thoughts on the Bethesda? I think we hit every game. We didn't, but we hit everything that mattered. Okay. Yeah. We didn't talk about Elder Scrolls Legends. We didn't talk oh. about Fallout Shelter. We didn't I, talk about Elder Scrolls I'm Play. Sorry. I keep forgetting that mobile yeah. is gaming. Don't you all have phones? <laughs> oh. But oh. but also, they added Battle Royale to Fallout 76. <laughs> yes. They didn't talk about Fallout 76. They so. added it. Do, do we want to talk about how they... There's so many last players. Year, 54 players yes. in Battle Royale game. But, That's never been done but, before. But... I mean, that exact number, Co- I don't think it's me, been done. Correct me if I'm wrong. When Fallout 76 was announced, didn't they stress, wasn't it the point of the game that this wasn't like the single-player Fallouts? There weren't going to be NPCs, and now here they are, added in as a free update pack? It's called, oh god, oh god, we spent too much money, please, please save it, please, please, please keep buying it, please. Yes, a game where, in Germany, I saw photos of them 
bundling Fallout 76 with the Fallout 76 bundle. As in, <laughs> the console had a copy in the game, and they taped another copy of the game to the box. Mm-hmm. So that way you can give it to your friend. And I think for a little while, if you give them that, you won't have a friend. Because yes. there's no, and there, and you wouldn't have had it. Maybe that's why they had NPCs, because you lost all your friends, because you said, hey, let's play Fallout. Isn't it a great game? Let's play it as an MMO-ish. With and, up to 50 some went, Battle yeah. Royale people. I don't know. I don't know. I, it was, I think it was a step up as a presentation, but I still, I mean, I already knew about all the stuff I'm excited for. Doom, except followed for by Youngblood, except for Ghostwire. But without any gameplay, I can't really be excited. I just, I like the premise of it. Interesting. It's right. Horror game, but it looked like you're going to be investigating. It's going to be detective elements, not typical survival horror. Yeah. So, a twist. A twist. A twist. A twist. And hopefully better than that one uh, Microsoft, uh, I think it was a launch title, Ghost Detective Game, which I played. It wasn't very good. I can't remember the name of it. I mean, are you talking about D4? No, no. Oh, okay. No, that was a weird psychic uh, investigative game. I would like if it was something that brought as much interest to me in that style of game as, like, the Alan Wakes did. Actually, when I first saw something, I can't remember if it was that game specifically. It may have been. I was thinking Alan Wake, Alan Wake, Alan Wake. That was Blair Witch. It was Blair Witch. Because that was my thought, too. I'm like, is there another Alan Wake game? You're not the only one who came out. And then it went bad. It all went wrong. Yeah. Uh, The game I was thinking of was Murdered Soul Suspect. Oh, okay. Never heard of it. I have heard of it. Uh, you it's played not someone who was murdered, right? And you have to solve yep. your own murder. Yep. Yeah. No, that sounded I, interesting. I played I through played the. It. I played through the game. It's okay, but it's awfully simplistic. So I was. I was disappointed. What I wasn't disappointed with was the Devolver Digital Big Fancy Press Conference Devolver Direct 2019. Yeah. Uh, unless you were expecting games, in which case you were probably deeply disappointed. But uh, Devolver the. Last year was the first time I watched their presentation. And it was fun. It won me over. I went back and watched the prior one because of it. And this continues that. They have a story arc going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure as Eric would approve of, they're not like waiting 20 years to continue their story. They do it every E3. They continue their story. It's only like a 20-minute presentation. Yeah, no. And, and, and yeah, um, that's all it is. But it's fun. So I'm not going to... Go on YouTube and watch them. I'm not going to spoil what happens in terms of the story. Uh, to my knowledge, there were like two-ish game reveals. There was there I was six on my list. Really? Yeah. So I have Carrion. Yep. That was the big new one. That was the important one. That's the one that interested me. That's the one where you're the alien. You're playing the alien, the monster in a platformer. Right. They yes. call it a reverse yes. horror game. Yes. Yes. So it reminded me of a reverse tower defense game I once played. So. Obviously, a different genre now, but the same idea. Just turn it on its head. I'm, I'm wondering from what level they showed of it, if it's going to be kind of a Metroidvania-type thing, because it seemed like it would be an interesting take if it basically, instead of having to find power-ups, you had to, like, consume certain people in order to be able to get past certain objects. It looked like a Metroidvania yeah. the, from the from what they showed. The graphics looked a lot like... Um, there, there is a Metroidvania game that was made by one guy. Oh yeah, uh, Axiom Verge. Yeah, Axiom Verge, which it is really very, good. Very, it, it's, it's a great game, uh, it, but the graphics look very, very similar to Axiom Verge. I yeah. don't know if there's any shared lineage there at all. Uh, the developer on that is Phobia Game Studios, so I don't know if that 
means or everything one way or another. It could just be that everything's got to have that art style anymore. Yeah, it just seemed more specific. The the particle effects in that seemed very very uh, familiar. Um, let's see. There there was an expansion for the game The Messenger. Yep, but that's not a new game. No, no, no. no I was just this is my list of things they announced. Uh, there was that arcade cabinet. Yeah, yeah is the, that for real? It appears that's to be. what yes. it appears to be. Because okay. I thought it was the House of the Gun Dead. Right, and now Enter the Gungeon is an awesome game. If you I like that, if you like that um, um, roguelike type thing, like uh, I went to it after playing a lot of FTL. Uh, and Enter the Gungeon is great. It is tons of fun. But, yeah, no, the, when I saw that cabinet, it's like, ah, this has to be a joke. But apparently it's not. And it looks pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I am on the, the Devolver website, and they are showing it listed there. And uh, it's supposed to arrive exclusively in arcades early next year, and custom cabinets will be purchase- purchasable for homes uh, directly from Griffin Aerotech, which is handling that side of it. So no prices yet, right? Y- not that I'm seeing. Uh arcade game, uh, but it's just a light gum game. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess in the neighborhood of three to four thousand. That would be my guess. But cheaper than a cheaper than a new box. Cheaper yeah. than, than pinball, yeah. Yeah. Uh so I mean that's where they gotta keep it controlled under that floor. Um so what what other games did you take note of, Eric? Uh my friend Pedro, Blood Bullets Bananas. Which they showed last year, yeah, and it comes out on the twentieth. So, so had it, that not been out yet, I thought no, maybe no, no, there was a new expansion. No, no. Okay. Um, and it's weirdly only coming out for PC and Switch, according to their yeah. yeah. That looks. I might get that for a PC. It looks interesting, platformer ish. Yeah. Uh, then the Devolver Bootleg, uh, which is out now on oh yeah, yes. which I thought was it, it's you know they they committed to that. To that joke. They do. Mm-hmm. As so, they do. I, I give them credit for that. And then Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, which looked to be a sort of puzzle platformer kind of... Um, it, it looked a lot like Wipeout, in a way. Mm. I, I just I don't remember it. Or, I guess Lemmings would probably be a better video game. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember that part now. Okay. Yeah. Um, any thoughts? Carrion looks kind of neat to me. Pedro does too. It was funny. It was 20 minutes. Yeah. They, they made a Terminator reference that probably wasn't sponsored. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Good point. Probably uh, the only one. <laughs> um, technically, the next thing would be the Upload VR Showcase. I have done nothing with this because VR is a fad and I don't care about it. Okay. Is if that- I had VR, I might have watched it, but... I don't care. Okay. I didn't even know it was a thing. Eric? No, I, I was no not aware VR is totally well, a thing. Well, yeah, I know VR is a thing. I didn't know the show was <laughs> okay. a thing. Yeah, I was not well, aware of that. Then we'll sail past that and we'll sail into the PC gaming show, which I did not watch, though I have heard was received pretty well this year compared to, say, last year, in terms of that it went with a strategy of having time for a lot of questions and answers with some developers, which is something most of the other stages didn't do. So... And that's something I typically like, is game more of that depth. A lot of times that happens in between the press conferences, but apparently they did incorporate it into the PC gaming show. Um, there was more information about Baldur's Gate 3 at the PC gaming show. I know a lot of people are... I never was really big into Baldur's Gate, so... I've not played any of them. I've, have played, I played any of the I've played some games. of... I've played I think some, I played some of not, two. Yeah, it's not been a huge thing for me. Um, let's see. There was the... Um, 
Borderlands 3. It yes. got some Q&A attention. That's been... I think I actually saw that part of it. I, okay. I, I watched a highlight reel because it's two and a half hours. All right. Uh, I don't have... Anything that stood out to you? Are you ready to buy Auto Chess? No. The only thing that I'm really interested in is Borderlands 3. Yeah. What about that uh, RPG where you play as a shark eating fisherman? They talked about... That was talked <laughs> about last year. Okay. And it, it, you know what? It's, <sighs> if it's like, like, um. What about Griftland? Uh, if it's like, if, if, if it's one of those things, if it's like, uh, Pony Island, mm. or, or one of those other kind of silly concepty games that's not very expensive, I could see me doing it for fun, but it doesn't scream, hey, I need to go have this game. All right. Any games anyone wants to talk about from this show? No, I've already established I don't have a high-end gaming PC. So okay. It's not as that chronic I think you could product. probably play Conan Chop Chop on your PC. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I heard about that one. Yeah, it was so an April Fool's joke. That was a joke from yeah. Funcom. Is still producing those? I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. no. There were several things, I just none of them I cared about. Okay, that's fine. What about the next showcase, the Limited Run Games Showcase, which apparently is a thing now where... The, it's about giving physical copies to a bunch of indie games, limited physical releases, so it's oriented towards collectors and those who are adamant about owning everything physical. And I know people like that. They're starting to have to yield. For- right. It's it's kind of like the equivalent of vinyl releases. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it's Random like Access a- Memories was released on vinyl, despite that not being a great medium for that. Um, so it gives people something, you know, the sort of special. The comeback to- is insane. Target has and now has a whole aisle that is nothing yeah. but vinyl and Bluetooth record players. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I think part of that is the. It's not really a rebellion, but just that. I think I chalk it up the same thing as pinball. That there's just a lot of digital stuff now, so people are looking for other things that are entertaining in an analog format. Yeah. And with records, it's real easy if you want to get into trying to do scratch DJing and stuff to actually use physical. Vinyl and learn how to do it if you want to play around with it. But mm-hmm. vinyl sales, I think, have been going up ever since 2010. So, right. I mean, they didn't it's have not anywhere else. To it's go. more than a fad. <laughs> I, I think it's more than a fad. Anything that lasts more than five years, in my mind, is more than a fad. So. I think you're right. I'm, I think so, that's a solid so definition. So, VR will be statement. no, VR will be dead because it won't be a big thing in like now. It already is less popular than it was. But it's been around Look, for more than five years. Yeah. And vinyl has existed for decades. What I mean is that growth trajectory, like how pinball has been growing since 2012. It's been more than five years. It's more than a mere fad. Vinyl has been growing for more than five years. It's more than a mere fad. VR is a fad. Yeah. VR's big Microsoft thing was- dropped talking about Oculus or whatever compatible Xbox One X doesn't even advertise that it has the power to do VR. They're not adding VR to it because it's a fad. Yeah. yeah. The tech isn't there yet. It's close. Or than it's ever been, but it, it's not. There no one wants to trip in two thousand tangles of wires and die. That's why they have the Oculus Quest now. Quest. We'll see how that goes because mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to do. I don't think it's going to do even as good as the okay. original. Well, we'll go to the real next real press conference, which would be Ubisoft's. Oh, Ubisoft is next. I thought Square Enix was next. Not in my list. Okay, I might have misordered them, but but I'm following. So I'm following another publication's list. Gotcha. No problem. So. We can do Square if you'd like to jump to Square. For I did do them in order. So I have minor all over Ubisoft the place. than Square anyway. Okay. Um, so Ubisoft, uh, do you want to start with their TV show? Oh, cool. 
<laughs> I'll probably watch it. Tom Clancy's The Division 2, the TV show. Um, I, I don't, I did not watch this one when it, when it aired. I don't feel really strongly about, I, I'm not surprised that they added Zombies to Rainbow Six. That's like their biggest service game success recently. Oh, is that what the infection or yes. quarantine yeah. is? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have Rainbow Six Siege. I don't play it a lot because I'm not very good at it. And they get the, like, multi, it's like multiplayer only and they get really hardcore about when you accidentally shoot them in the face and they're on your team. But, um, so there's that. And they're, so, apparently they're still supporting For Honor, which I didn't think did very well for them. But I they're, didn't think they're trying to shocked. Rainbow, they're trying to Rainbow Six Siege that game and keep giving it. But life. here's the thing. All Rainbow Six Siege yeah. was liked when it came out and its popularity kept growing. It started small and grew large. For Honor dropped and everyone's like, this is going to be awesome. And then they played it and they're like, this game's crap. And it died. Siege is still growing. For Honor, they're like, please. It, look, it's better now. Keep playing. Yeah, I, I heard know. the lightsaber thing was pretty cool. Like, yeah. I don't. I think I I got it as a games with gold, so I can finally play it. Uh, Have you? No, <laughs> I don't have the stuff to play. No, normally for me, here's the thing. Normally, I always associate the Ubisoft conference with having some Far Cry thing, and I don't have that here this time. No, there was no Far Cry. So because of that, I think it feels like the Tom Clancy show. Very much so. Mm-hmm. But he dead. Very but his so. name lives on. Apparently, slapped onto everything. Uh, Eric, were there any particular things that you wanted to, wanted to talk about? Um, so you you mentioned earlier, and I, I I'm sorry I can't remember her name, being the most earnest person at E3. But I would argue that John Barenthal's dog was the most <laughs> earnest thing on stage. Uh. I don't know why he brought his dog on stage. But because I John that Barron- he brought his dog on stage. Let, let, I'm, I'm, it was I'm, his I'm, desperate attempt to outdo Keanu Reeves. And he lost. Well, Poor, I, I, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that I don't like him, I would almost feel bad for John Barenthal because I'm sure he was thinking, oh, this is going to be a big thing. And then there's suddenly they're like, um, we're, we're sorry, uh, Microsoft had Keanu Reeves. And he's like, okay, well, that's fine. I'll be number two. And then Bethesda rolls out Ikumi, who nobody knew, and suddenly is like, maybe Kiana was better than her. And John Barenthal's like, I'll bring my dog, and maybe people won't think that I'm a <laughs> But they don't, because he's John Barenthal, and John Barenthal's a <laughs> Why do you not like John Barenthal? Honestly, I don't know, because every time he's in a show, I love him in the role he plays. I think it's just because he plays <laughs> It wasn't Shane, was it Shane on Walking Dead? Is that what Shane? You're gonna have to edit me so bad. He's just furiously writing time codes. (laughs) But at least I'd read the comics, so I knew that was coming. But except he should have died earlier. But no, I I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's not like why can't I remember the actor's name now? That he he was the really bad Superman. Oh, um, Brandon Ralph. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon Ralph. I, I I hate Brandon Ralph. I know you do. And it's not like that. I actually don't really have a problem with John Barenthal. I thought he was great in Punisher. I don't like Shane, but I honestly thought he was one of the character. I The way he played Shane was fine. I've not seen John Barenthal in something where I'm like, why is he in this? He's been great in everything. For some reason, every time I just see him, it's just like, John Barenthal's a 
<laughs> I mean, that's just what it is. It's just natural reaction. I don't know why. I enjoy everything he does. <laughs> okay, well, I don't want to talk about him anymore because I'm getting... I think he's a very good fit I'm for getting, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. I do think he's a very good fit for cramp, Tom Clancy's so. Recon. Why, why do you do so, these so, taking a step back for a moment, so Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Quarantine is not a different game? I'm going to have to... I'll search because it. Because that was... They showed it separately from the Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. They added, um, like, spy operators. Because that's, that's the thing in Rainbow Six Siege, is that there's operators, which I think are the characters you play as. Yes. And it's, so they just keep adding more and more. It's a job like, system. There's it's like a job system. I don't know how many of them there are. There's dozens, I believe. It appears uh, to be a spinoff. Okay. So, so, so it's based on Siege, but it's oh, okay. its own game. Gotcha, I guess. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I'm, I'm going to check GameSpot here real quick. PVE spinoff. Okay. If PVE, you know, I might bite on that because. Right. So it is the uh, Call of Duty Zombies of Rainbow Six Siege. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Yes, sorry. Tom Clancy's <laughs> Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, okay. The mode, this is, uh, this is from GameSpot. So thank you, GameSpot. Quote. The mode appears similar to Rainbow Six Siege Outbreak, a popular limited time mode. Oh, okay. So there was a mode for Siege for it, and here they uh, apparently spun it off into its own thing. Okay. I might get that, uh, because while I'm too intimidated to play Rainbow Six Siege Online, PvE, which is how the old Rainbow Sixes were, that's kind of why I got the game well, first. I knew it was PvP when I got but it. But it might still be online in that situation. I don't know. Maybe. That's, yeah. Well, they're calling it PvE. I'm just right. saying, and if, it's if it's a focus on a PvE, then people don't feel so bad carrying you while you learn. Right. And if it's Usually. that, and it's the three-player co-op, so basically what we're talking about is Tom Clancy's Left for Dead 3. Yes. Faster than Valve. I'm actually interested. Faster in than Valve. Um, are you going to play it, Eric, on your uh, $15 a month uh, Ubisoft Game Pass? <sighs> I do not currently intend to subscribe to Ubisoft. Are you? Are oh, you that's sure? a nice cover. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's, Although, you you're like plus, the John Barenthal of this podcast with that answer. Uplay Plus is available for Stadia. Aww. So, Stadia. if I Stadia. wanted to play a bunch of Ubisoft games on my Chromecast, that would be a way to do that. Wow, you could play all the Clancy's. I could play all the Clancy's. Yeah, Michael, so you're going to get that Ubisoft subscription service? I play so few Ubisoft games. The last one I played was that Starlink game, and it wasn't even that great. Are you going to get Just just Dance for your Wii? No. that I wanted to mention that. Well, I'm mentioning it. Yes. It's for not, not Wii U. No. Wii. Yes. So just, just Dance 2020 coming for Xbox, PS4, Stadia, Switch, and Wii. Wee. That's because there is still a market for that. I, I read. Now, this was in the comment section of a Reddit. So... Take it for all the truth that that, of course, means. <laughs> I don't know if that, that, great that there is evidence <laughs> that a lot of nursing homes still are using Wii's for physical movement activities oh, with residents, and that's what this is in part targeting. That would make sense, because that seems like the type of thing they'd be all about. Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and... I'm going to skip past what, what's going to be the obvious high point, I think. Yeah. And continue on to their, 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 their thing. Their, their pay subscription, stupid thing. Was I the only one who felt like the 
announcer seemed like somebody was holding a gun to her head while she... I bet you John Barenthal <laughs> off stage... With his dog. With his dog, who's cool. Very nice dog. <laughs> that is the chillest dog, because that was that was a lar- large enough and loud enough crowd that no dog I've ever known would be able to deal with that. I've known a couple, but they are exceedingly rare. But the whole thing felt so stilted. I mean, it felt like, I mean, in reality, it was like, she was, we can't actually announce this, can we? This is like the most horrible thing ever. I'm going to get booed off the stage type. Is That's what it felt like. It felt terrible. I mean, the presentation was terrible. The whole pass is terrible. It's a horrible it idea. Is, it, it is a bad deal when you compare <laughs> that you can get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which includes Game Pass for Xbox, Game Pass for PC, <laughs> and Xbox Live Gold for the same price. And yeah. you are not tied to a single publisher. Yeah, it feels like they they mispriced it. I think they were clearly modeling it off of EA's subscription model in their heads. Mm -hmm. But then, given the just sheer deal aspect behind Microsoft's package, which now is on PC as well, I think it's undermined a lot of those other services that are publisher-specific. Right. Because when you can get... But but EA's so much bigger also than Ubisoft is. Right. And the thing is, with Game Pass, for $15, you get... Live, you, you, you get it on console, you get it on PC, you get your live, you get your live gold. You get all of that for the same price as this, so you can play some dumb games. Yeah. Yeah. All dumb yeah. Games. Yes. Yes. And there's not one that's I, intelligent. So, some of these, some of these in here, I literally, my only note was dumb. I didn't even bother to put the B on it. <laughs> now, on their, on their Uplay Plus presentation, they did say that there would be a hundred plus games available. So now they're going to be fair, deep into the back. Are, are, are they counting counting? Twenty of each? those are just dance, yes. right? And, and twenty and, of them are Assassin's Creed. Yeah, <laughs> and at least fifteen of them are the different sections of like Brahalla, and at least fifteen are the variants of Far Cry. Right. So there okay. we go. Right, right. it's easy so, to yeah. get to that number. If you like the sameness of Ubisoft, it's a good deal, maybe. But you probably already own all that stuff. Is the thing? Yeah. That's so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the one highlight. Watch Watch Dogs Legion. That, that, that was the complete right. highlight. It was cool. the only thing. Have any of you played any Watch Dogs games? I have nope. played a lot of Watch Dogs 2. I have played all the way through Watch Dogs 1. Watch Dogs 2, you from everything I've heard, from what I've heard, is I, far superior, and it is a very enjoyable game. Watch Dogs 1 was more of a proof-of-concept style game when I played it. I did get all the way through it. It did keep me engaged. It just was a little too simplistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the hacking stuff was fun. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like they've taken it to the next Saints Row-ish, we're now grandma's level. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it. No. I like the fact that they laid it out that it's it's you are recruiting people. Mm-hmm. Not uncommon. You play lots of games where you recruit people to help you out. Yeah. The fact that you recruit people to help you out and then you can play from that character's point of view is interesting to me. Well, it at least from what I saw, it seemed like there's no main character. That's that's how it, you that, just play as the people that are get recruited. That's everything I read. So that's how everything seemed. Is is you're not, you know, 
I'm, I'm not Bob, the main character. No, you're, you're the watchdog. You are, you are the Legion because they are Legion. Right. So, and it, I'll, it looks interesting. So it seems to me that the common thread is DeadSec, which is the group. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then that Jarvis-like AI assistant that is talking in your ear the whole time. Yeah. So, which which I, makes sense. I may go back to this franchise and revisit it now. Yeah. Watch Dogs 1, while I liked it, I didn't like it enough to bother with 2. Right. I've heard really good things about 2. I, two I heard 2 was super enjoyable. Like and it has some fun missions that gave me some of that... Uh, Saints Row vibe without being that over. It was more like Saints Row adjacent. Two, two, silly but not, but not, yeah. And not all of the missions were that way. Some of them were super serious, but some of them were very. They were they were Saints Row two feels, which is good. That to me, that's a good thing. Okay. Now, to me, I love Saint you know Saints Row four. I enjoyed Get Out of Hell. I mean, <laughs> I like Saints Row games, but but it was this game. It kept my interest for a long time for what it was. I didn't finish it because it's an open world game and I could go to open world games anonymous because I have an open world game problem. And that problem is I have to do everything. There's a reason that I crossed 250 hours of Fallout 4 and I wasn't even halfway through the storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You may just want to focus. I don't play, I just, I just don't play open world games anymore. I don't have the kind of yeah. time to yeah, just, put into just them give them to up. really enjoy. Just give them up. So I pretty much just don't play them anymore. It's very hard on 10 minutes a week. Yeah. Very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else on Ubisoft? Yeah. So the, the thing that I'm concerned with on Watch Dogs Legion is that what we saw, the different characters they played as, because they played as, I think, three different characters, or no, maybe four different characters throughout that demo, how much actual variety is there going to be? Or are we going to see, like, the same six characters over and over again kind of thing? Mm. Uh, yeah, because a lot of what they showed, it seemed like, okay, well, all this dialogue is very specific to this character, but there's no way they're going to be able to do that for every random NPC right. in the game. Like, there's right. going to be plot characters, and then there's just going to be the the uh, proc-gen characters right. for well, the rest of it. And in, in Watchdog 1, like, if you walked around on the streets... There would weren't be. very there weren't very many variety of character types that you met. Right. And and, and they like, mostly just reskinned their outfits. Yeah. And in Watch Dogs 2, like when you hacked phones, eventually you'd get to the point where if you hacked enough of them, they were obviously just repeating mm. different scripts, sometimes with different voices, sometimes the same, and sometimes this and that. But it and that's gonna happen. That's that. I mean, that's just a creative timing and and technology limitation. That I mean, to do some of that stuff, they have to pour so much time into it. It's just it's not worthwhile in the end, unless you run into people like me, who's like, you've read like every instant message for everybody for the last like nine hours. Well, yeah, because it's there. I have an open world problem. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, one other game I wanted to talk about from Ubisoft is Roller Champions. Ah, eSports Bait, the game. <laughs> the the note I made, because I didn't catch the title at the beginning, was Skateskitball. Ah, uh, um, yes, yes. The racing and basketball mechanics combined game. Right. Um, yeah, they called it a skill-based team PvP sports game. That checks a lot of boxes. For uh, Twitch, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I said it looked like a cross between roller games, basketball, and Rocket League. So, yeah, I, 
It may resonate. It, it looks interesting. It doesn't look like a game I'm going to play. I, I literally said, esports bait and dumb, this time with the B. Mm. <laughs> One other thing I wanted to bring up was, it was something they only showed a cinematic trailer for, but a game called Gods and Monsters. Oh, um, I, I did have a, just a cutesy. Yeah, it, it kind of had a, it wants to be Breath of the Wild look to it. I thought Breath of the Wild art crossed with Kid Icarus. Yeah, maybe. Because it's got the mythology, Greek mythology right. look to that's it. What, yeah. That's what that's what gave it to me. Yeah, and my understanding is that's the Assassin's Creed Odyssey people yes. doing that one. Which I've heard very good things about the direction that that Assassin's Creed has gone. Actually, the, the two most recent in general being better. Well, depending on what you want. They've... T- it's not the old Assassin's Creeds that I remember. They've gone far more RPG. Right. So, uh. Um, so more enjoyable. So, this might be an attempt of Ubisoft to actually put out something that isn't the same cookie cutter Ubisoft yes, sort of game. That's why so that's it got my thing. attention. It's a good thing to point out, yes. Anything else on Ubisoft? I'm going to guess we probably won't talk much about what the next technical showcase was, which is the Kind of Funny Games Showcase. I did not catch that one. All right. Apparently, according to the summation I've seen, is that they went through 60 upcoming indie titles just in rapid succession. There's basically just like trailer, 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 trailer. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Then we're not talking about it. All right. But we're acknowledging that it existed. Uh, Now, here's something that we will acknowledge existed and everyone knows about. And that is the Square Enix E3 press conference. So let's go ahead and get Final Fantasy VII Remake out of the way. Does anyone not think it looks awesome? No. I gotta admit. <laughs> we had we talked about remake not that yes. long ago on the episode. And 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 you know, we've had nostalgia interest, but nothing huge, huge. I want this bloody game they, now. <laughs> they may, it's looking like the way that they're approaching how the even the gameplay is is different enough, coupled with how long it's been since I've played Final Fantasy VII, that it would feel like a different experience to me. I really don't like how they're carving this up into multiple games, though. That's my big issue with it. Yeah. Because I don't think it's ever going to get released otherwise. Didn't he make the comment it was like two Blu-ray discs worth of content? Yeah. But isn't that just going to be like 4K cinematics? Isn't that what, I mean, where's the, where's the size of the content really? It's gotta be, it's gotta be the constant. That was why it was on so many discs originally was just, you had to keep them stored on CDs uncompressed and play them. Well, yeah, but they don't have to do that anymore because they can do cutscenes in real time now. Mm -hmm. So. But are they doing that? I, well, I mean, I'm sure there's some things that are going to be pre-rendered when you, like, zoom out really far or something like that. It's going to be HDR, 4K, Sephiroth. Yeah, you probably won't even be in that game. That's true. Probably won't. <laughs> never mind. This is going to be the head of the, that tech company. Well, coming from someone who's never actually played Final Fantasy VII, because I didn't have a PlayStation, and I wasn't really that big in RPGs when that came out anyway. Do you need a hug? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. From what I've seen of it, I want to play it. Yeah. It's, my my big issue is, am I going to need like three generations of consoles to play this whole thing by the time it's all out? It's... Because it I sounds mean, like they don't even know what the next game is going to be yet. Yeah. you heard of Kingdom Hearts? Yes, I have, and that's why I don't play them. <laughs> now, to be fair, if you get this on Xbox, my guess is, though I haven't seen a confirmation yet... Is that, this not exclusive to PlayStation? 
No, that leaked out of a store. Oh, uh, okay. like an Amazon competitor or someone. It, yeah, it's timed. It's, it's timed for Sony. Good. Okay. Well, then so yeah, someone mistakenly one of the, one of the shops mistakenly put up the Xbox version and took it down later in the day. This was about a week before E3. So no, it's yeah, it's going to come out for more than that. And I'm going to guess that Project Scarlet. What's the I, I butchered that. Project Scarlet will be fully backwards compatible yes. to the Xbox One. Absolutely. I, it has no, to. No, they've announced it. They've yeah. announced it. I mean, the PC architecture is established. In fact, they have so. stopped making backwards compatible games for the Xbox One because mm. they are working on backwards compatibility. That team is working on backwards compatibility for Scarlet. Okay. So given that uh, there's that, I guess you could take comfort with I'm sure the PS5 will be, because again, the PC architecture is already in place on the current gen that that won't be a problem, but you may be dead before they all come out. Yes. So you need to factor that in. <laughs> right. If you think you might get get the diabetes or something, Diabetes. you might want to treat it, is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, it's uh, so that looks great. Uh, so let's talk about the other stuff that came out of uh, the Square Enix. Um, I, I don't know what to start with. Uh, Crystal Chronicles getting remastered, Strikes and Nostalgia. Woo, they they announced that last year. They yes, did. That's yes. why I can't put it in the same tier as <laughs> Granted, Final Fantasy VII. Did they put a release date on it? I don't, I don't have uh, it. I don't have it, but I do have that it's going to be on PS4, Switch, and phone. Switch is the only one that matters. My question is, is it cross-playable? I didn't look. I don't know. Because if we could do it on, if you if you could literally have it on Switch and phones and PS4s and everybody playing together, I mean, two of those, just, yes, probably. The third one is always kind of an iffy position. But it doesn't matter. I've got a Switch. That's that's all that matters. Right. What it says right here is it says will be out this winter. Yeah. So that could be that's, anywhere from that, that is close to a release date. Yeah. Yeah. It's so close it fall in the next year, but yeah, I just want. I don't even know if I even want to get it and play it. Now, what would be really cool, and I know they're probably not going to do this, but the closest thing to a sequel they released for that were a couple of WiiWare-only games for the Wii um, called Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, My Life is a King, I think, and My Life is a Villain. There were actual other Crystal Chronicles games. Were there? Yes, because I played at least one of them. I think 3DS had one. Okay, I don't remember playing one on 3DS. Uh, but they were sort of a, more of a management sim kind of thing. Yeah. So they could throw that in to the package pretty easily, I would expect. But who's going to, can we manage who carries the busket? Well, we Not know exactly. it won't be you. I don't need a busket. <laughs> I just that need somebody to heal me when I come back in your... <laughs> from not having the busket. You know, they haven't got into any detail on, you know, have they changed the, the gameplay mechanics or anything like that? Because, of course... It doesn't have to be that way anymore. But that's the charm. That's that actually, is part of the charm. I'll, I'll, I agree with you. I will be 100% honest. If this comes out and they got rid of the busket, screw that game. <laughs> I'd have no interest anymore. I don't know. I did do some quick checking. I haven't seen the, them confirm anything about cross-platform. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect it. I, no, but I it would have been interesting. I don't think Square's ever announced anything about cross-platform anything. Um, alright, so, separate from Crystal Chronicles, do we want to talk about Outriders and how generic it looks? It looks so generic, I didn't even remember it until I saw the, the list here. that is very, very much aping Mad Max Fury Road? Or am I thinking of it's a, a It's a shooter. 
It's the one to three player co-op shooter um, that I don't think they really showed anything but just cinematic stuff. They showed so much stuff. The, the thing is, is that was like like one of the few non. Uh, yeah, yeah. The 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 lady in the middle looks like Furiosa. Yeah, I see where you're getting yeah. the Mad Max vibe. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't yes. Know. So yes, that that samey shooter. Are you gonna buy it? Well, I mean, well, can no I subscribe summer to a Square Enix service that would give me the ability to get all of their games on launch? Yeah, sure, for fifteen dollars. <laughs> but sorry. don't worry, you have this the back square catalog. In, this you is can square. go back. You can go back. Thirty dollars. You can go back and play Final Fantasy Four yet again. Remember, it was originally sold as two in the U.S. Well, hey, they remastered eight. <laughs> sort of. It doesn't look like that great of a remaster. Yeah, I mean, they upsampled eight. Yeah. Then the fonts look kind of weird. What? As long as the music still sounded good, that was the best part about it. Yeah, I actually, no, that was the. I did there, not there hate eight, a, but eight had some good music. But all Final Fantasies have good music. I think eight probably is underrated. As, no. Uh, nine is underrated. I think nine has exactly the amount of enthusiasm for it. This nine is later as it deserves. Nine is like the third best Final Fantasy. I, I, I'm not ranking them at the moment. I'm just saying I think... Fourth best Final Fantasy. Eight has some undeserved criticism. Moving on from this attempt to spiral us into a discussion of where all the Final Fantasies are ranked, uh, oh, is there any enthusiasm around the table for the Saga series, which is now going to have West? I think these are first time Western these are first time releases? Western Romancing releases. Saga Three and Saga Scarlet know. Grace Ambitions. I don't care. I I know nothing about that series, so okay. I don't know. I've actually so, heard of it. Well, yeah, I would like to see a re-release of the original two. Okay, because Romancing Saga. Came out here as Final Fantasy Legend, which I know you know that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Final Fantasy Legend Two was Romancing Saga Two. Uh, I would like to see in a way that they did the collection of mana, which I don't, I, I don't think they even talked about that at the Square Enix. That's the Nintendo one. Um, I would like to see them do something like that. Okay. So for them to release one Romancing Saga game seems like a not great deal. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Um, Call of Duty 1. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Battalion 1944 Eastern Front. That looks so generic. Generic war shooter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it come up. I, when it popped up, I'm like, are they playing, Call, are they just playing Call of Duty? Like the original <laughs> Call of Duty? <laughs> uh, what about the Avengers game? Generic, I uh, feel, generic Avengers, I, man. Okay. I feel bad for them because they made a choice to not go MCU. MCU. Yeah, it was a mistake. And it was have. a mistake. Yeah, but it, it looks close enough to it, but far enough away from it that it's just kind of like, And eh. they chose the same characters, except for Hawkeye. Nobody likes Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Hawkeye. I, yes. I, I, I do think, I think they made a mistake. They should have if they were going to make them different, they should have very, very embraced different and gone, even if they kept the same characters, gone like either pure comic or just so different as possible. Yeah, yeah they're too realistic it's, looking right. that it creates a weird sort of side feeling to Uncanny Valley. Exactly. Because it's not that there's yeah, anything... I'm fine with that. I mean, I want to say I don't like the art style, but I don't think there's actually anything wrong with the art style. I think it's just... 
that they look so close and yet so far away. Exactly. That it's, it feels like discount, discount Robert Downey yeah. Jr. And, and the story sounds interesting. Yeah. For a generic Avengers story. But at the same time, a bad thing happens, and then five years later, we're getting the band back together. And that is I'm like, what Avengers do. No! That's what Jedi do. <laughs> and they don't like get the band back the entire together. Time. But. Yeah, well, the ghost band. Um, so, you know, that just feels too much. Like, they were pulling plot threads out of Endgame that I'm like, you couldn't have picked a different time frame? Yeah. You couldn't have done, you know... And We didn't need Thor. We could have Beta Ray Bill. Right. <laughs> it would have been cool. Everybody... There, there's a ton of characters. Everybody and I, has thoughts about Beta Ray I mean, Bill. Ultimately, this is Marvel Destiny. It and is. they're going to roll out new characters over time. Because yeah. they even showed off Hank Pym, not... Um, Scott Lang. It's not Scott Lang. Yeah. So... You know, there's and, and, they made and the I think eventually hit. this game will become no a boxes, thing that is no distinctive enough. Win, no it's blah, just blah. the the pitch that they made at that presentation felt like discount MCU, and it hurt them bad. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 real it did. bad. And from what I've heard of, they, I guess they showed a demo behind closed doors, and the impressions I got from us, they, they talk about how the game is going to have multiplayer. The person who saw the de- presentation was like, "I don't understand how this is going to have multiplayer." Because I guess what they showed was a little bit from what was seen in the trailer, but it was basically you play as this character for a while, and then for no reason whatsoever, other than they want you to play as someone else, it goes to you playing this character, and it just did that through the whole demo. Lovely. And it's like, okay, so how is this multiplayer now? You're is it going to be there's going to be you're going to take a break, and someone else is going to play? Are there going to be and like separate multiplayer missions, and then there's That'd a story nice. missions or what? Yeah, I'm guessing that the, the single-player story is going to be, you get to try out all the characters. Probably. And then the multiplayer is going to be more, you know, raids and the, the the very Destiny kind of thing that they seem to be pitching. Yeah. Which, I say that as someone who has never played Destiny, but I get it as part of my pre-order for People's Stadium. Congratulations. <laughs> Destiny 2, that is. I don't have any other games out of the Square Enix presentation that I want to bring up. No. It's, it's, it's DLC, DLC, remastered, DLC. Uh, they launched DLC. the last Remnant remaster during on the Switch? event. Yep, on Switch. Uh, what, Onanaki? What got a lot of time on yeah. the stage, is my understanding. I didn't watch that. I did. Uh, it got a lot, it, whatever. It didn't interest me. Okay. Now, there won't, now, I liked the trailer they put out. For Life is Strange too. Mm. It had the it had a very um, going on a journey, heartstring tuggy type. I liked Life is Strange after the first episode. Yeah, and the the it it made me it, it. I've had interest in Life is Strange. I've never played it. I've had interest in it because everything I've heard about it. This looks cool as well. But yeah, oh, Octopath Traveler's coming to Steam. Okay. Did so, it already arrive? I thought it was. Yeah, it was like released, like like uh, the next day or something. Okay. I thought. I thought that was one of the quick release ones. But gotcha. I still need to finish that. It's long. Yeah, I, I need to get back into that as well. But otherwise, I don't. I don't know. I've got a whole bunch of notes, and none of it's anything interesting. Okay. I mean, literally, this was Final Fantasy VII and Crystal Chronicles for me. <laughs> well, then we'll move into the last presentation of what's seen as E3, and that would be Nintendo, as usual, their E3 Direct. 
a lot of positive response to Nintendo, uh, I would say broadly, from mm-hmm. the community, from everything I've been reading. Um, Even from people who aren't Nintendo fanboys. Except yeah. for one thing. Well, we'll, we'll get into, we'll, we'll get, get into that. But let's start with, let's start with some happy stuff. Um, Smash. All right. So DLC confirmation of the hero, I guess as he's known from Dragon's Quest. I think what was more exciting to a lot of people was that Microsoft allowed Banjo Kazooie to go mm-hmm. on over. Mm-hmm. And that apparently made a lot of people lose their minds. So they must be a that, lot of big Banjo That fans reveal out there. was, that yeah. was solid. That was solid trolling with, with Duck Hunt Dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was that was good. That was good. Yeah. yeah. I so I guess that seemed to resonate really well. Um, the remaking localization of Trials of Mana seemed to be pretty yeah. positive. Yeah, because the, the, the third one had never come out here. Right. Second Densetsu three did yeah. not come out in the US. So they released the collection of that, but then they're doing a complete remake of that third game, mm-hmm. which yeah. looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they spent a lot of time on Link's Awakening. Yeah. And it looked really good. Yeah. That art style is really nice. That, li- that is a nice art style. That, and that's. Zelda Maker Light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zelda Maker Light, yes. Um, a lot of time was spent on Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My daughter wants that. Don't you mean you want that? I also want As that. As the one Luigi supporter. I have not here. played the second one. I didn't know there was a second it one came until out I the saw three, yes. that there was I didn't know there was a first one. That's yes. a lie. I watched yeah, everyone knows it. about the first. I like to think that Luigi's Mansion is it's probably not true, but in my head canon, that's the game which started the now broadly accepted stance that Luigi is, has brain damage. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. I can see that. And that he's just not the smart one. And people make can are allowed to make fun of him for it. So it's like he d- He's bad too, and deserves to be so fun. Nintendo of. did actually change the personality of Luigi over the years. Yeah. So at one point he was like the greedy brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I saw have Wario. There's a video on there's a vo- video on YouTube where someone put together the whole actually analyzes the actual point where it shifted and where like in the RPG games they started making fun of Luigi being the dumb brother and all that. Yeah, there's a point. Yeah, he, he's the coward. And yes, it's as it should be. But Luigi's Mansion was a fun game. Uh, we, we actually just went to Dave and Buster's the other day and we played the, the arcade one and she had a lot of fun with that. So then when she saw the trailer for uh, okay. three, she was, she that makes was sense. super excited about that. Uh, also, Gooigi is a thing. Yes. And yeah. That's, that's I, I like the mechanical aspect of that. That they because he's made of probably ectoplasm, then, <laughs> um, you know, he, spikes don't affect him. So. I guess in the single-player mode, you will be swapping between them in order to solve puzzles. Okay. Uh, but it's, like, got up to eight-player multiplayer, which is kind of... Crazy? I don't say crazy. Kind of... Um, silly? Interesting. Interesting is... It's not a silly only, game. It's not only a safe word. It tells one nothing. Um, speaking of nothing but a story trailer, apparently a very well-received story trailer, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah, they showed a lot of gameplay on that in their treehouse stream that they sure. do, which they always do over for like right. three days. They had a Nintendo Direct a while back that like was all about Fire Emblem yes. Treehouses, yeah. so there was there, there's been a lot out on that game. Yeah, I still I, not. It, it, I've not never the only Fire Emblem game I have ever played is their Dynasty Warriors spinoff game. Mm. So I know of the really characters from that. <laughs> I never actually played a normal Fire Emblem game. I know someone who loves the series, and she is super excited about this yeah. one. No, people Good like Fire Emblem. 
Uh, yeah, all, all I know about Fire Emblem is from Smash. I, that's very, <laughs> yeah. very little. Uh, you got to look at Animal Crossing. Not a lot. Yeah. A well, it depends. No, the Treehouse Are stream showed quite a bit more. Yes. I'm only focusing yeah. on the presentation. It's right. not fair to take a three-day Treehouse and compare it to a presentation. No, it was only like an hour. We're yeah. just giving my you supplemental information. Of course. That's fine. My wife is watching twice now. Yeah. My daughter's very excited for Animal Crossing. My wife's very excited for it. Basically, at this point, I think my wife's going to get, is going to get a Switch. Ah. Because she wants Sword Puppy and she wants Animal Crossing and she wants Spyro. And apparently she wants a Switch other than just playing it online. So. Okay. Well, that makes sense. There are a lot of other things I know that were announced, but those are the ones that I was going to go ahead and mention. So I'll kick it over to any of you to pick up another one you want to talk about. What? Yes, they're making a new Contra game. It looked bad. It looked terrible. I hated the look. I have played some bad Contra games. It looks way better than those. Oh, well, okay. Well, we can play the bad ones because they're putting out the Contra Anniversary I collection. I don't believe those are on that. Oh, no, they're not. Good. Yeah, the, the Appaloose Interactive Contra games for the PlayStation 1 were real bad. No, See, I downloaded the Anniversary Collection because I love the old school Contra Yes. Games. It's just... I had never played Contra Hardcores, which I guess is the one they put out on Genesis. Yep. It's bad. Is it? You can't run and shoot at the same time. Oh. That's why it's hardcore. <sighs> That's bad. I said, I, yeah. I, when it, when it started, when the trailer started, I was like, is this Contra? And it was, and I'm like, I'm not actually interested in this at all. No. Which is sick. Panzer Dragoon. Now, Panzer Dragoon, I recognized instantly. Yeah. And that, yeah, I am interested in that. And I, I think that that's going to be a great thing to use, like, Joy-Con controls for with, like, gyro to aim where you're actually shooting. I could see As it opposed to if just it's moving a cursor. Right. Yeah. As opposed to just moving a cursor around. Cause, like, when I played the, uh, the dragon-like game that's on Xbox. What is that called? Crimson Skies. I yeah, think. Crimson Dragon. Crimson Dragon. It's it's one of those where you, you just move a cursor around to point at what you want to kill. But I have problems with those games because my brain can't decide if it wants the control inverted on those. I can see that because it's like okay, I'm just moving a cursor around, so I don't need inversion. But then suddenly I'll feel like I'm flying or controlling a camera, and I'm like, I want inversion. My brain will go back and forth while I'm playing the game. I can see where that could be an issue. Yeah. yeah so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it'll have you know. I'll just point at the screen at what I want to shoot at. <laughs> now, now, one thing on, before we continue, flipping back to Animal Crossing, as I think we completely forgot to mention, they pushed this game. Yes. It was a, that, it was a the one bad release. thing. So I, I was trying to find the, the, the message that my wife sent me because she was watching the direct as it was on, and she got to the point where they announced that it was coming out oh. in March of next year and said some uh, less than savory things about that. Seeing as my daughter was beside me and my on one side and my wife was on the other side, I will tell you the answer was, No! Yeah. Why? Why, God? Why? I want it now! I think part of the why is... The remaining year of Nintendo Switch schedule is stacked. It is insanely busy. There is a lot of good stuff coming out. Yeah, but I would argue that the the average Animal Crossing consumer 
does not care for most of that library. They, they might care not. about Pokemon. They might, yeah. And they might not also because Nintendo cares. And Nintendo's like, wow, our schedule is stacked. Let's just push that off. Right. No, I'm sure Nintendo is looking <laughs> at it from how do we, you know, get revenue spread out over an entire fiscal year. And March of 2020 pushes it into the next fiscal year. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they may have a weak lineup next fiscal year, and so they're trying to shore things up a little bit by Animal Crossing. Um, now, I'm sure you've all seen the headlines, and I have not dug enough into it about something about Nintendo losing a billion dollars in value because of this announcement. No, nah, I haven't. Man, I haven't okay. I've heard about it, but I, you know, it's just... There, there's more. I'm sure there's more detail in that, and maybe someone read billion yen instead of billion dollars. Right. Or it, something it, along it, those lines. So it, I don't, it, what it amounted to, it was pushed past the end of the fiscal, stocks dropped. Yeah. That's all it is. So It happens. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, it's not a big deal because they have Pokemon coming here. Right. So... I'm both, by they, no means a financial advisor, but I would say that if Nintendo stock is low right now, it might be a good time to buy. I don't think it's that low. If they lost a billion dollars <laughs> in value, that's they, a billion dollars for them to regain in value. That's nothing. That's not nothing, rather. And we can't forget also coming out is... Unts, 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 unts. You talking about Cadence of Hyrule? Cadence of Hyrule. Because <laughs> that's what we need is a Zelda themed Crypt of the Necker Dancer. Unts. I unts, would unts, argue that yes, unts, absolutely, unts. we do need that. Have you played Crypt of the Necker Dancer? Yeah, it's fun. It's it actually really good. fun. It's it also fun. really cheap on Switch right now. Oh, uh, I think I've got it on, I have it on Steam. Steam, yeah. Yeah, I also have it on Steam, but it was like under $2. <laughs> so, uh, in additions, the good Marvel game out of this whole thing, Marvel Ultimate, Ultimate Alliance, Alliance 3. 3. Yeah. Right, so I actually saw the Nintendo Direct before I saw the Square Enix. So I thought the new Square Enix game, the Avengers game that everybody was hush-hush about, was Ultimate Alliance 3. So that was a little mm-hmm. confusing for a little bit. Now they they I, announced that earlier in the year. Yeah, it's not like a new announcement. It's yeah. just... Not it, much Not much at Nintendo was a new announcement. No, no, with their directs and stuff, I don't see why you would. They don't. Pretty, they spread news. Up I mean, my understand. Yeah. My understanding was that the Trials of Mana was was new at the E3 as an yes. announcement, and they had some sort of uh, tactical game uh, based on the Dark Crystal. Yes, yes, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics. Yes, which my wife is also interested in because yeah, she loves the Dark Crystal. She loves the Dark Crystal. Okay. And she's so excited because there's a new Dark Crystal TV show coming right. out. So on this, this appears to be a tie-in, but it, it is. is an interesting game to make as a tie-in. If you're going to make a tie-in game, a tactics one is not typically the path you go. Typically not. So, Dark Crystal XCOM looks interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Is there, is there any other things in... Uh, they spent some time on No More Heroes 3. Yes, I'm excited about that. I love No More Heroes. I've never played any of them. Yeah, they, They're so much fun. I think I watched you play some of one of them at one point in time. Maybe. Probably the first one. Probably. They're fun. But, they're silly. They're over the top. Uh, there's another game they spent some time on called Astral Chain. That looks awesome. That's from Platinum Games. Okay. Platinum's kind of, for me, hit and miss. Yes. That's, that's the one, that's the one where you're like hooked up to the creature and, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that looked cool. That looks really good. They show, they did a lot of showing on that in their treehouse streams. Okay. So the, the combat looks really solid in it. But there's also like, it's Platinum Games. But there's also like this, the whole thing is you are a cop, so you actually do detective type stuff too. Oh, interesting. I'm Batman. 
I guess the, the things you're fighting against, like normal people can't see them, but they come from like another dimension, and you can even go into that. Dimension. Where are the like, invisible <laughs> demons going? Yeah, so now, swear to me. So so now so so now it's Death Stranding. <laughs> Not Except that, this is coming out. Yeah, so that's <laughs> and I watching the trailer for this, I don't make doesn't make my brain explode trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, they spent time on uh, Demon X Machina. Demon X Machina. Demon. I always pronounce that one as Demon. Yeah, that looks fun too. That's it looks the like, back one. Yeah, it looks like yeah. they've made a lot of improvements to that from when they put out the like demo version of it last year. Or the Earlier this year, I don't remember when it was. I remember hearing about. It. I never played it, but I remember hearing about it. And it did not have the greatest stuff reviews. Yeah, I mean, I, I played the, the demo of it, and it was like it's fine, but it looks like they made a lot of adjustments to it. I mean, it's got four player co op. Uh, the only other game that I I had n- Empire of Sin. Yeah, I was going to mention Empire of Sin. That's that that that's the winner. It's mm. a mobster game. And it looks it's like an old Mobster school XCOM. Yeah, it's Mobster but XCOM. Did you see who's developing it? No, I didn't. It is Romero Games. Oh, so I did notice that. Yeah. John Romero and his wife. Right. Which is, her name is Brenda Romero, and she is better known as Brenda Braithwaite, uh, who worked on the Wizardry Games, as well as, um, there's another, I can't remember off the top of my head. There's another notable, she, she is well known. She's a person. She yes, has, she's she not has, just she John Romero's wife. Yeah, I, I, by no means do I want to reduce her to that. So okay, that was that was the winner of Nintendo. Really? They didn't say okay. anything else. Well, but there was what kind of the one really important thing they threw in at the end: Super Mario Maker Two. Well, no, well that's that's awesome too. That's coming out this month or next month. Uh, the Catan. I like Catan. I think I'd rather play it on tabletop than on a computer, though. It's just it's more social interaction. Well, to answer your question, Mario Maker's out the 26th of this month. Okay. But no, I was talking about Dallas. Breath of the Wild. Oh. That Breath of the Wild already Breath came out. Breath of the Wild sequel. I got it. Yeah. That was a long time. <laughs> well, I mean, their short little cinematic trailer has been torn apart by the internet trying to figure out everything. <laughs> Obviously, the big takeaway from everyone was Zelda's got a bitch new haircut. Well, and that's the most I didn't even notice. <laughs> I didn't even notice. But, well, that led to questions of, is she going to be playable? Because shorter hair means less physics to do with someone moving around. Chic, maybe. But also, the music that plays at the start of that kind of sounded like Twilight Realm stuff. So people are wondering if they're going to bring that in. Also, the the corpse that they find it. Obviously, everyone thinks it's just Ganon's corpse, but Ganon in this was not an actual person. He was more of a force of nature type thing. But in one of the, like, cinematics in the game where they're talking about the past, they show this, like, old, like, artwork from, like, ruin-type stuff that shows Ganon being fought by the past hero who had red hair. And so people are wondering maybe that that corpse is of him. Mm. I love this deep dive insanity. I know. Frame by frame on stuff. It's so much fun. I can't say anything. I do it for movies. I did it for the Godzilla trailers. Like, frame by frame. It's hilarious. And when you get the right groups online that really go insane into stuff, and is this this vague reference to this tiny little thing, this tiny little bucket of knowledge like nine people know? (laughs) It's awesome. Well... Unless there are additional Nintendo games to bring up. A couple interesting ports. Ports. Yes. So, Resident Evil 5. And 6. Resident Evil 6. Which no one cares about. 
I I thought they were dropping that one from canon, but it was a weird reveal on that one because it was like a trailer of people going into a house to play Resident Evil. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. It's like you're 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 announcing ports. Okay. I've won both of those games. Uh, I'm sorry. The Witcher Three. Yeah, sometimes sacrifice. Which is a really interesting... Yes, there have been a lot of jokes online about the resolution of Switch Witcher 3. Yeah. I saw one that was showing somebody with a sledgehammer beating... Uh, 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 what's his name? I can't remember his name all of a sudden. Uh, you're all into a Switch. Where he's like just crushing him into a Switch. And you see a horse's leg sticking out. And like Jennifer's head sticking out, just sitting there with a sledgehammer. It's like, it'll fit! I know it'll fit! I saw someone, I think they took a screenshot from Ultima Online. You put that on <laughs> some screens. <laughs> Witcher 3. Yeah. Uh, also, Alien Isolation, which is an interesting... I have not finished that yet. Yeah, I haven't played it, but it's, it is it is an interesting choice to, to put on the Switch. You know what, Tony? You need to give that, put that on Switch and hand it to your oldest daughter and say that it's the new Animal Crossing <laughs> and just see how far it goes before she realizes. That, that actually, that's kind of humorous. It would be. That would be Terror fun. is very fun. When now, if I, now what I need to do is I need to do that and I need to set it up because she's always talking about she wants to do like like uh, uh, stuff on the YouTuber stuff, so I should just do it and just go, okay, here, we'll let you stream this game. Yeah, it's a let's play. <laughs> it's a let's play. Have fun. I'm yeah. a monster. Lights off. <laughs> Another one I'm interested in. Uh, Doom Eternal. No, you're you're going. This is how you're going to play Doom yeah, Eternal is on the Switch. Yes. Well, yes, now, uh, Wolfenstein's coming to it as well. Oh, that's right. I heard it played okay the last one, Wolfenstein Two, <laughs> but I, I will probably continue playing on the Xbox for that. Uh, or Stadia. Uh, Nino Kuni. Which I didn't realize. <laughs> I just love how your voice changed. Yes, and it, it, I wish it was on camera because you just kind of bopped your head to the side. Or like, oh, Stadia. Yeah, I, I'm Ding. good. I'm good. I was waiting to see the little TM pop up beside right. you. <laughs> Ding. Or, the, or, 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 or to hear your Google Pay wallet just go. Ding. <laughs> Ding. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. <laughs> um. So Nino Cooney, which I didn't. Uh, play when it came out originally, and I didn't realize when the trailer, during this, that it was a port of the original one. So, uh, that 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 looks interesting to me. Which, didn't it come out on the Wii U originally? I think it was on PS4. Was it the PS4? Okay. I think that's one of the ones that fell into my thing where I just wrote lots of ports. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, new Super Lucky's Tale. Yes. Anything else? Uh, something that I didn't realize was at the Square Enix instead of the Nintendo one is Dragon Quest Builders 2. Ah, which the first one is a yeah. lot of fun. I've so heard I'm good looking things. forward to a second one. My daughter was also like, oh, I want to play that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'll be. I, I don't have heard I, any negatives though, on the It doesn't one. seem like it is just Dragon Quest 2, but in Dragon Quest Builders. Because Dragon Quest Builders is kind of Dragon Quest 1. Right. <laughs> or at least it follows after Dragon Quest 1. Mm. So it's it, it, it's fascinating that they even tried to slot it into the, the chronology, but this one seems more like a direct sequel to that than something else. Okay. Well, based off of that, and we'll roll out, obviously, the showcases that we didn't discuss, because who cares about them anyway. Right. But we need to start with who lost E3. We always have to start with the, with the truly challenging one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. 
I'll, I'll kick this one off. And I'm going to say, I think EA did. If for no other reason than they had so much time for so few games. To be fair, though, E3, or EA wasn't actually at E3. I know, but we're, we're counting them in the chronology of what we've <laughs> so, listed. So EA Play, I think of all the things we talked about, Sony. is the loser. <laughs> They're not there, so they don't count. We didn't talk about them. Okay. Remember my so, conditions. So Sony is out of contention. My conditions contention are, because it has to be showcases or right. events that okay. we covered and, and, here. And we've covered EA in the past, and they've been, and EA's been E3 adjacent for several years now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I think EA, of the stuff we talked about, of the segments, the presentations, I think EA Play, lot, I don't think it was a train wreck, no. but, but three hours for what, a half dozen games is not, and, there's nothing really to say about FIFA and Madden. So. New rosters. It was just, it was just too, I'd say it loses because it was too long. I think it was just too long for what it was. I actually kind of agree. Yeah. I, I, I mean, didn't watch the A one, so I don't have a, I didn't either. It's based off of summation <laughs> reading <laughs> and clips. I knew they were. Summation and reading I and clips can tell me everything I need to know. I didn't care. I watched the, the two things about it that I wanted to see. And everything else was meh. Yeah. Even meh. I mean, I... I don't know. I mean, I give an honorable mention to Bethesda for it being the Apology Tour. But it still was better. Uh, But as I noted already, Bethesda was, in in my view, overall an improvement from last year's Bethesda. Bethesda was better than Ubisoft. Yeah. See, I Honestly, watch Ubisoft. So. But I would there say Ubisoft was the most boring. Ubisoft announced that I'm interested in. What so maybe you should announced. pick Ubisoft as yeah, the loser of E3. And it would be E3 <laughs> problem. And that's fine. Because Bethesda had like two games. I could right. see picking E3 for me. off of the sheer tone deafness of launching a $15 a month. Uh, yeah, that was that was playing like streaming that service. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, that was like the most tone deaf announcement. I think. I think it's mm. a pretty easy win as being the most tone deaf. Probably, yeah. I mean, there were some other things that, that were just like gobbledygook, buzzword speak, like the other cloud system stuff, but that wasn't like patently offensive to games. Right. Um, anyway, that's yeah, not no, what you, they, that's they, not they you want to talk about. You want to talk about who won E3. So I want to know who won E3. We did. We, the gamers? <laughs> No, we because oh, they, oh. they they got an announcement that there's something coming to we on, on the. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's clever. That's clever. That's true. Just dance, and that was thanks to Ubisoft, who you were just now panning. My oh, I still uh, panned Ubisoft as well. I maybe you should terrible. have picked Ubisoft over just, EA Play as the war, as the most disappointed, <laughs> the loser of E3. It was at least during E3. Ubisoft was the second one. Now, again, I did not watch it going based off of. All the summation documentation I've gone through, I would probably say Nintendo. I know that they didn't have really any surprises other than two games. But who did? Yeah. Who really had surprise? So, I mean, so in, in that regard, I just think that of coming up stuff, they had the most that I, th- my read is they had the most that is just highly anticipated, as they often do. But they also had the most that wasn't just here's a bunch of cinematic trailers. Yes. Yes. But so you've got what other game has had the Breath of the Wild 2 treatment where people were dissecting the trailers after the fact? 
from E3. I, well, I'm uh, sure probably a lot of games did. Well, I'm, there are people that always look through them all, but I don't know of anyone, any others that have the same level of fervor behind it as I've, heard, as I've heard on that I've read some pretty hefty stuff on, on, on Jedi. The yeah. Trials of Mana was a surprise, the, the localization effort. So that was, I mean, the closest thing that anyone else has in my, in my view, and I'd give them the number two would be Microsoft. The double fine announcement was pretty surprising to people. Yeah. Uh, and it's a pretty big deal long term. Uh, but gaming wise, while I thought the Microsoft conference was smart, I, it wasn't this. It's not for now. It's like there was gears. Everything yeah. else was almost remind me of how Sony often was, where it's all out there, all out there, all for Scarlet. Uh, not to that same extent, but mm-hmm. I mean, okay, no, no Forza this year is my understanding. Oh. That's why that's the le- they had to play up the Lego. It's just okay. They're gearing up for the next year, so this is the breath before the exhaling of the new stuff. But that also isn't very exciting. So I would say I think Nintendo overall resonated with fans more. So that's why I'm going to say they won. But I think you've got the top two picked right, and I think it's a dice throw. Mm. I think the high points of the Microsoft show, like the actual true high points of it, were probably the high points of E3. I think Nintendo did better overall. Yeah, it's a. I mean. It's always exciting to talk about the next gen. So Microsoft rolling out and talking a little bit about their next gen was going to be a, but it wasn't a surprise. We, everyone knew they had to be. This was their opportunity because Sony wasn't going to be there to steal any thunder. It's, it's hard to distinguish it also because it's just, well, it's, it's going to be better and four times better. Four times better. (laughs) Right. So, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but. It's still they don't have anything to show for that yet, so right. it, it, it's it's a tough sell, yeah. I think. Um, for for me, the 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 way I'm judging it is who showed more stuff that I'm probably going to play. Okay, that's a and fair one. In that respect, I think Microsoft just simply because of the sheer volume of stuff that they showed. That's true. They did show there are probably games. more more things on that list that I'm going to end up playing than what Nintendo showed. But I think it's a very close. Both of those are definitely top two. No, it, it's a good point. And it's something I struggle with on Nintendo because Nintendo, just every year, because their pedigree is the best pedigree because they go back further than anyone else. So whenever they bring up Mario or Luigi or anything, you've got decades of lead time off of anyone else. It's almost unfair, mm-hmm. but life isn't fair. So <laughs> that's kind of my thought. Mike, what would your takeaway be as the winner? I would go with Nintendo. Just because a lot of what they showed is stuff that I will play. I mean, like I said, the, the remainder of this year is so stacked full of stuff. I mean, Mario Maker before the end of the month, and uh, that's a lot. Pokemon at the end of the year. Oh, Between know. that, you've got we're already I mean, talking Astro- about three of them. Astral Chain comes out. Damon X Machina is out like a couple weeks later. I won't play the Fire Emblem, but that's going to be a big one. I mean, there's you so play. much. Maybe stuff. you'll love it. Maybe, but... In terms of, like, what thing did you not expect that interests you? Um, It doesn't have to be a game, but that's kind of where my brain is. What announcement that you wouldn't, that you, even if it was announced at a time, that you didn't know about until you learned about it from E3? For me, it's easy. It's Ghostwire. Me too. That's the game 
I had no idea about that I'm most curious that, to I, learn more. Yeah. Uh, that's the, uh, uh, of the caveat of something I didn't know about going ahead, that's the one I'm most interested in. Okay. Eric? I don't know, probably Collection of Mana. Okay. Mike? Uh, for me, it'd probably be the that new Mana game. Well, the remake of it. Oh, okay. Cross Mana. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I saw some of their, their live streaming they did of it, and it, it looks like a fun action RPG. Now, here's a question of kind of a, a spinoff of the things you already knew about. What has your highest interest level after having seen more of it? For me, I have to admit, I'm much more interested in the Final Fantasy VII remake than I had been, even after seeing the latest trailer, just because they clearly redone made modifications to the action battle system to make it even more actiony. So it's going to feel like mm-hmm. a different game. Uh, I like the old battle system too, but it's just, it feels different. But I actually, I think I'm, what I'd name number one is I'm a little more hyped now for Doom Eternal than I liked Doom. I liked it a lot more than I thought. Doom and Wolfenstein feel very, very different because it felt like other than like the last second to last level on Wolfenstein too, for example, Wolfenstein, you could sneak around. There are a lot of pauses. Doom, it's just like you never get to catch your breath. And I had a lot of fun with the first one. I've had a lot of fun watching it speed run. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just really looking forward to getting back into a shooter in a, in a single player approach that is friend, is frantic. Yeah. And so for that reason, I actually, I, you know, there are a number of things on the Bethesda side that I'm like, I would like to play this and this and this. Uh, but that one's definitely going on the list. I would probably also say, I mean, like Final Fantasy VII, seeing how that plays, I would really like to play. It could be it the gateway great. drug to a Final Fantasy adventure for you. Maybe. I mean, the only numbered game I've played is 11. Mm-hmm. That's part of Collection of Mana, Final Fantasy Adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, besides I like that, it. besides that, um, seeing a lot more footage of Astral Chain, that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I love Platinum Games. They make yeah. really good games, and since... It sounds like Bayonetta they, 3 is having problems. Platinum Games can make good games well, yes. when they don't make terrible games. Based on Ninja Turtles. And like a half dozen other things. Well, as long as they don't rush things out. I'll admit, uh, uh, the one Transformers game was... Oh yeah, Devastation? Amazing. That was fun. That's the funnest Transformers game I ever played. But, yeah. Yeah, because like I said, it sounds like Bayonetta 3 they're having problems with and it's not going to be out for a while. Which... It's the hair physics. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm disappointed that it's been like two years since they announced that. We haven't heard anything about it. But it's also, I want them to get it right. Because Bayonetta's been like the pinnacle of action games for me. And they... I think the Bayonettas are the action games I've beaten... Most recently. I mean, I don't play a ton of them, but I enjoyed them both quite a lot. Eric? So, I'm definitely interested in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I'm more interested in it now that it appears that it's coming to a system I actually own, so there's not going to be a $400 dongle that I have to attach to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's still, day one for me is going to be the next Wolfenstein game. That's what I did with the last one. That's what I'm going to do with this one. I'm just going to dive into that for a while. Yeah, maybe you'll beat this one before me. Could be. Maybe not. 
I don't know when I'm getting it. I think I that's haven't answered yet. You have in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, in in your mind, what was my answer? In my mind, your answer was going to be Doom Eternal. No, I was close though, because that's, that's number three. Number two, like all of you, Final, Final Fantasy Seven. I have more interest in that than I have before. You but already had pretty high interest. My interest that's is why, already pretty high. That's why high. I didn't have it up as high. Right, but that, that, it's not, it was high, but now it's like, I was interested, but I wasn't sure I was going to buy. Now I'm pretty sure I'll buy. But no, um, I've actually gone from being, oh, it could be interesting. We'll have to see whatever to full on on the hype train for Cyberpunk. Okay. I, that game now has, it had some interest. Now it has my attention. So. All right. It looks cool. Power of Keanu. It is the power of Keanu. It helped. It helped. Well, oh gosh, what if Keanu had brought the dog? Oh, <laughs> what if it is Keanu's dog and he loaned him out just to help? <laughs> just to help, just because to help. that's the kind of guy he is. He is. It is. It's true. <laughs> it, it all fits. It's probably the dog from John Wick Three. I haven't uh, seen it yet. Well, nor have I. But if people want to see more of us, you can't because it's a podcast. But if you want to write into us, you can email us at eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com. We're also available on facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast. We're on Twitch and Instagram and uh, Twitter, Twitter as eclectic underscore gamers. And we'll be back in two weeks with both video games and pinball. Yep. But and John Barron thought we actually like you. Maybe. We I just kind of feel we don't know. You. We don't know you. We don't know you. But anyway, uh, that's it. That's the end of the E3 extravaganza. So goodbye, everyone. John Brown falls off.